What is up, Chomp Nation? Welcome to another edition of The Chomp Cast. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. Probably. So thanks for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. Uh, I mean that in an RPG way, not a sexual way. We give you the legendary life boons you need to survive 2021. Don't forget to check out SwordChomp.com. We can find our reviews, merchandise, podcasts, and more. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I, yes, I avoided Josh's test. My phone uh-huh. did not go off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was taking bets in the chat whether or not his phone would go off in the middle uh, if I got him two weeks in a row with it. I should it would be really more. awkward when my Archer Mulatto butts ringtone went off. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I watched get, the episode oh, of the good, I watched the episode of the Office last night where uh, Jim steals Andy's phone and then hides oh, it. Oh, puts in the, in the ceiling. roof. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. It is a good one. That is when Andy breaks and has to go to anger management. It's classic. And he comes back as Drew. No one called me that. Shoo doo doo watch we we get well i don't know what the podcast equivalent of dc dmca would be but or dcma i always mix up acronyms you'd, anyways you'd have to be on key for that to happen a oh, devil may cry uh, yeah it's dmc devil may cry now, now they can't get us um <laughs> gotcha <laughs> we gamed your system nerds Unfortunately, guys, um, I did miss the Nintendo Direct, but I was doing an interview for In the Blood, but that's okay. Uh, I'm actually uh, pulling up a list of the announcements right now. I'm Josh sure and I we... had a great time. Yeah, it was it was a great stream. Yeah, con- Congratulations, Morgan. By the way, that was a that was a great uh, find. I I don't know the great land. Yes, la- the, land would be land. better. Ooh, I'm excited to land. listen to that one. You're no longer man screwed. Yeah, I love a good land. <laughs> hey. Two times. We're very, we're very <laughs> proud of you. If we, if we would, we would put that interview on the fridge. Yeah, I, never, I would much rather <laughs> you be mana flooded, Morgan. But uh, beggars can't be choosers. He is a two-time BAFTA award-winning composer, the Jason Graves, and I'm, and I'm a three-time BAFTA stealing thief. Um, <laughs> so, and you know what? However, you get the trophy, really, is all that matters. That's all that matters. It's on my shelf. Um, Stole the shelf too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just the wood for the shelf. But he made it himself, so there's some honor mm-hmm. in there. <clears throat> Anywho, back to my uh, soliloquy here. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, I'm pulling up a list of announcements right now. I'm sure we're gonna get to talk some uh, Breath of the Wild to. Uh... Wait a second, I don't see that. Why would the... we talk about Breath of the Wild too? I don't see that on the announcement list here. I don't know. Oh well, that's that's it, they, oh, it looks like a Skyward Sword Master. Okay, all right, that's okay, that's okay. I'm sure it's not a big deal. We, well, at least we'll probably have those Pokemon Gen 4 remake leaks um, to talk about now that they, you know, now that they're officially out there after the direct. We get that trailer and everything, right? The, oh, wait a second. I don't see that on the list here either. We get it. You only like AAA stuff. That's strange. Uh-huh. No, it's okay. You know, speaking of AAA, we finally, we finally got the Metroid Prime 4 information we've been waiting for. It looks, wait, wait a second. I don't see that on the list here either. You know what? I'm in a good mood today. Who cares? At least we got another iconic fighter for Super Smash Brothers. At least we got... We did. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. What in the fucking hell was that? I had a really great time. 
I'm glad. It was a, it was a nice stream. I enjoyed mm. that. The stream was nice. There were some fun announcements too. Um, we're okay. going to talk about the. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Rich. Sorry. I, I just want to touch this in because we won't have much to say on it because I don't know too much about this. Um, I don't know if uh, Shay probably knows this better than anyone. Uh, the directs in Japan are always a little bit different. Like they focus a little bit more on different things and stuff like that. Uh, there was a game from Suda51 that was in the Japan stream that was not in the American stream that was out the same day in Japan. Um, it looks huh. like it's a tie-in to the Silvercase stuff, but it, it, I think it's just like digital manga or something. Like, mm. I don't know if it's an actual game, but it's only on Switch, I'm pretty sure, and it was completely devoid from the American, uh, again, if it's like a manga release, I bet there's just not an well, English version of it, so why would it be there? But yeah. I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Interesting, indeed. Mm. Well, yeah, we'll I, didn't, to... I didn't watch the, uh, I didn't watch the one from japan unfortunately yeah no i wasn't sure if you, you would have either way but just i'm sure like you you know that there's i don't expect everyone to know that there's a different version specifically for japanese audiences japan's all yeah yeah that makes sense um and yeah we'll we'll talk fully about the topic of the show being the nintendo direct how wonderful it was uh, I've plucked some comments from our Sword Chomp Instagram page. But again, the stream was fun. I'm glad you guys did it. The thing about the Direct is that it's always a potential for excitement, whether or not the excitement delivers. It's like a it's like a random loot box. You never know what you're going to get. Um, they didn't pull, charge me for this, did they? Polls are hot. With big news this week, we have the official casting of the leads for HBO's The Last of Us that has the internet abuzz. And is it Cara Dune or Cara Dune? Rich, is it Cara Dune? I'm pretty sure it's Kara. Okay. Yeah, I would say Well, Cara. it's nobody now. It doesn't matter. Kara Dune can hit the sand dunes at the beach on vacation because Gina C was canned from the Mandalorian. I must Nara. return to my home planet. <laughs> Kara Dune died on the way back to her home planet. Uh, our audience will weigh in on that. Josh has some early thoughts on the mega hit of Valheim and much... Much more. Valheim, buckle up, baby. Let's get to some intros. Rich is here. I always like the term "buckle up" uh, when you're when you're excited, because really you should buckle up no matter what you're doing, right? And when you get your car, you buckle up. Well, that's I mean, in a car, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not a universal truth. Where where else would you buckle yourself? A what plane, are some uh, pretty much any moving vehicle before takeoff though? Yeah, yeah, vehicles. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Any like, granted, it is technically a vehicle, but any kind of amusement ride, like a roller coaster, it's true. Yeah, they have those weird buckles that are just like giant harnesses. Oh, a harness is not a buckle. I'm sorry, misspoke there. Um, but yeah, that's true if you think about it, Rich. Because if you're, good God, what is, <laughs> what is Josh doing? He keeps saying skip, skip, skip. And it's not working. <laughs> I'm just recreating. I'm recreating the uh, the chat. Recreating your your intro bit. Yeah. I'm... Oh, the for for, about... for any of these press he's conferences. Doing... Yeah, he's doing the BlizzCon ch chat. Mm -hmm. Oh, I uh, I don't get it. Sorry, and you threw me off, and I don't get it. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks we'll explain it after the show, so yeah. your feelings will be properly oh, heard. Oh, BlizzCon, that'll be for Josh's intro. But yeah, so buckle up, Rich. This is exciting news. Um. Or we have an exciting show today, so which means it's going to be an unsafe show. So, harness yourself in. 
No. Get dangerous. Because Rich has got hot takes for you. No, I don't. So, no, what? Man. Well, you were there for the Nintendo Direct Live, so we'll My see. My hot take is it was, it was fun. They showed some cool stuff. Sounds like a lukewarm take to me. Um, but we're happy that you're here, Rich. This man will never give you a lukewarm take. Uh, from Japan, the one and only Shay Layton is here. Um, eager to discuss the Mortal Kombat trailer with us before the show. So it made the Patreon pre-show. Um, actually, it didn't. I cut you guys it off. Did. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. It looked awesome. Really? You're jazzed about that? Okay. Did you? I am. Like, I, I was surprised. Like, it doesn't, it looks like, um, I think that's kind of like one of the beautiful things about movies being made right now is it seems like a lot of people are putting, or a lot of companies and directors and stuff are putting a lot of time and actual effort into the movies. Whereas like the nineties, it was like, I ah, just uh, throw a little bit of money on it and we'll just see kind of like what ends up happening. But whether or not you like the Sonic movie, you could, you could tell there was a ton of production put into it and you know, like how much money was actually put into it. Mm-hmm. So when you think of the mortal Kombat movie, you watch that trailer, it looks like they're putting a lot of time and effort into it and it looks good. I'm really excited for it. Like whether or not it's going to be good. I don't know. I, I mean, I've been burned before. I was excited for that Dragon Ball movie that came back out, came out in like 2008. I we was actually, leg- yeah. yeah, I shouldn't, but um, I'm excited for Mortal Kombat. It looks fun and interesting. Yeah, it it looks fun. I I, I don't really give much stock in production values because, I mean, the Chun Li movie looked nice. Oh, it was completely inept in like every, every other facet. I yeah. like that they decided that Raiden should actually not be a white man this time. I thought that was a smart choice. Mm. That mm. was probably my favorite part about the trailer is it looks like they cast everyone in accordance with their race from the, the games. Well, I mean, really like, cool. it, it was like so ridiculous to the, the point of like Raiden of the Shaolin monks. Yeah. And you cast a white guy? <laughs> like a, a, a hilarious fucking... looking white guy on top of it. He just looks so absurd with that huge Tom Cruise wig. as the last samurai is now Tom, Tom Cruise as Raiden. Hey now. Tom Cruise as yep. Lord Raiden of the Shaolin monks. Um, That's true, uh, Josh. You know, yeah, I don't know. You guys are way more optimistic. I think the fight scenes they show in the trailer do look nice, but I mean, I just don't understand. It was a under- fun trailer. Yeah, I just, it, I think it depends on what you want going into it. Is it going to be, um, God, Josh, Josh, you're killing me with these behind the scenes things. Sorry. It's, I knew it wouldn't play. It's just not enough. It people. also, it becomes a problem when you draw attention to it. Yeah. Like they, they find you, these people find you. So I didn't want to bring attention to it. Yeah. But here we are. I'm already getting uh, their commercials because I've made they, fun they of get them beamed into my head. in public. And so, yeah, I get commercials for them now. I can't escape their commercials. Well, I subscribe to them because they're fun. Scorpion and Sub Zero. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Who are you talking about? Uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero. Um, yeah, yeah, that's who yeah. he's talking about. He's been who getting commercials the, for them. Who is the actor? They certainly, got Kano? certainly is not he... anyone who's jumped on Oprah's couch and. No, I don't see why it would be that person. Yeah. Oh, Scient- yeah. Scientology. Scorpion pulls the couch no, over no. to him. We can't say their name. 
get over here. Uh, Rich, we're going to need that I, uh, redacted voice. Uh-huh. Thing redacted. For, uh, redacted. More... Redacted. Get redacted. over here. <laughs> you know, um, if I was actually in a studio booth and they were like, give it all, you got one shot to sell this, I'd be like, get over here. Try something different the mic with it. was super hot there. Get over here, please. If I was, um, if yeah. I was Scorpion, or I was cast as Scorpion, and I had to do a voiceover, it, mine would be, let me, <clears throat> let me try and do mine. Uh-oh. I think this Uh-oh. is fun. Come here. Get over here. <laughs> I knew Whoa. that's right. <laughs> Whoa, I thought the pre-cum was over. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. You know, it's it's a good point, Shay. He doesn't need the big arrow thing shooting out of his wrist when he could just ask nicely, and people might just come over. I mean, that's exactly. What... They, you never know. I mean, they tried that tactic in some of the spinoff titles, but it just didn't work. Uh, can we talk about the one thing in this Scorpion's movie I... dating service? Yeah, the Oi, one thing in the movie Scorpion. I think is a weird choice. If you're a beautiful babe, I want you to get over here. over here. You don't swipe; you just shoot these little arrows, <laughs> and the app yells at you. Get over here. Go why? Ahead. Why does this movie have like a new character, like protagonist? This character, Cole, I don't see what purpose he serves. I don't think we need, like, a this is the audience perspective, like, of this person being brought into Mortal Kombat. It's like, no, you have a cast of characters. Like, if anything, Liu Kang should be the main character. Well, I I think that hmm, yeah. I think that with those kind of movies, you want one person to focus on. And if they were to focus on, for example, like Liu Kang instead of Kano or Sub-Zero or something like that. You're gonna have a sect of fans that are gonna be pissed, and you can make know. it to where I... like there are multiple members that are the main character, but then like that would feel a little bit disjointed as well. So I don't know. I don't know what the perfect answer there is. I mean, and no Johnny Cage. Like what the fuck? Uh, exactly. Like they're already they're already leaving characters out. They could have had a great point of view character in Chun Li again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> I I. <laughs> I saw Goro in the trailer, which made me happy, but he looked a little too CG for my taste, too CGI, um, which is yeah, always why couldn't they have just got a guy with no four cell. arms. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, well, the the original Goro looked really creepy because it was like that '90s practical effects shit. <laughs> just well, for... they didn't want to hire the Henson Workshop to make Goro. <gasps> you know, but to your point, Shay, I think that that's a little bit of a uh, of a myth. I was doing some research last night about the movie, just kind of going down a wormhole. A man with four arms. And yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, they're real. Have you ever seen Chernobyl? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Frank Oz is getting a little old for the role. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they got to find somebody to replace him. I've seen him a champ. What um, about the Wizard of Oz? There, the original Mortal Kombat was made for twenty million dollars, which at the time was actually a lot of money, and it actually was the highest-grossing film in America for three straight weeks. And it's it was also very not successful. Terrible. The second one is terrible. Yeah, the for first what it's one worth, is, is fun. Look, I can tell you as a kid, I was obsessed with that movie. That doesn't mean it's a good movie. I was like 10 years old. But I can tell you as a 10-year-old, I was fucking obsessed with it. Occasionally, uh, drugs may be involved. But I will get together with some friends and we will watch that movie. And it is dumb as hell, but it is still fun. Yeah. I mean, it's no Super Mario Brothers, but it's still a a fun time. Oh, God. Okay, that's like a do LSD and get together (laughs) scenario. Um. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think that in the 90s, relative to the time, I think it, it's just, yeah, obviously it was a, 
effects look so fucking cheesy now. But I did think it was cool that they made Reptile into an actual reptile. Even as dumb as that is, I always thought it was cool that has, he could well, turn he's into. He's done a, that in some games. Has he really? I didn't yeah, know. and it, and if you, I don't know if people are seeing people grab stills from the trailer where it looks like Sub Zero squaring off with what looks like Reptile in his reptile form. Uh, so Reptile might be in this new movie as well. I wanted to turn into something really not menacing, like a turtle. He just turns into a demonic turtle, and then there's Scorpion's well, just like, what a is turtle's this? turtle's an amphibian. Get over here, and it takes like a really long time. <laughs> um, a turtle's not a reptile? It's an amphibian. Oh my god, are you fucking shitting me? Oh god. Me? I could have swore a turtle was a reptile. Oh god. It's amphibious, Morgan. It's a turtle. Yeah, just like those duck boats. Those are, yes, those are also amphibious. <laughs> And they're always around when I oh, go to Long Beach. Oh, you're wrong. Reptiles are turtles, snakes, lizards, alligators, and crocodiles. It is a reptile. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, like I didn't Like those care. duck boats. And Which, I just wasted your time. Just once in your life, can you just admit that you were wrong about something, please? No. Just one, <laughs> just one time. I've never been wrong, so that doesn't make any sense. You sounded so sure of yourself that I was just like, oh my god. From can't... my perspective, <laughs> you are. <laughs> Motherfucker. I mean, I'm a turtle master. I should have more confidence. Anyways, I'm Morgan Barnes mm. here from Montana. The, the turtle master. What does that mean? The, tur- <laughs> the turtle master. Um, that doesn't sound like something you should own up to. Let those turtles go, you sick fuck. Right? You're going to jail for a long time, buddy. <laughs> I've heard that one before. So let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the uh, Nintendo Direct, or should I should say the Nintendo Indirect? Am I right? <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So let's get to the the nice things first. Obviously, you guys st- uh, streamed it. Uh, I, hopefully, had it. it sounds like you guys had a good time. Um, there was, you know, how about we just go round robin? The thing from the direct that excited you the most. Boom. Josh, go. Uh, Splatoon 3. They didn't show a lot of it, but it looks great. Um, I was telling Rich this whenever it started. Um, the character creation at the beginning that they had there was one of the coolest implementations of character creation that I've seen. Where essentially, like the your character, uh, like the main character is like sitting there cloaked, and you can only see like very, very limited features as they like kind of like and like as you choose them, they'll like they'll look up or something, like take off sunglasses to pick eyes or something, and so you get to select the entire thing. So it's like only the little bit that you can see is changing. Oh, it was very stylish. The implementation it's super was stylish. stylish. Like yeah, it's one of those yeah. things. Like it doesn't need to be done, but I've never seen anyone put the thought into it like that um it just because it doesn't matter in most games it's like it's completely it's totally a out flare of world thing, but it was cool yeah yeah um well yeah but can you customize your genitals i mean let's be honest here they're minors also, also that was a yeah uh, let's that, that sounds squids? like a great idea let's let's customize squids? all they're, the minors genitals. oh they're squids i don't think they have ages do they're they? cephalopods they're the squid cephal- the squid kids the squid kids, yeah, you mean? Yeah, they're called the squid kids. Kids is a pretty broad term. People call me a kid, and I'm 30-something years old. Well, that's because of your uh, special, special brain. 
That's because you're, you're doing something inappropriate when that happens. Like, and they're like, hey, kid, got that out. Well, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't think it's specified, but uh, whatever. whatever. They're called squid kids. I get it. I never played a Splatoon game before, to be honest with you. So you're the authority on this, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, also, that's that blatant fucking spirited away frame. I I think I pointed that out when we were on the stream. I was like, oh, I love I love the Ghibli films mm-hmm. uh, with that train <laughs> shot. That was I cute as hell with the little fish buddy sitting next to you and the like the big like frog man. Oh, is that that was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you have a little companion? Is that a new thing? There was like a little. That's, that's new. That um, is a new thing. You've not really had a companion before to follow you around. Um, they added well, they in were, the yeah, like salmon run as like a sort of PVE, um, mode in the last game, and it looked like it was some sort of salmon from there. Kind of these from kind that, of bug-eyed yeah. salmon oh, that will walk up okay. on the land and. You know, mess with that you thing got me usual. the most excited about the game. I was like, I want a cute little fish that, to follow me. Around. That's what excited me the most because I think stuff like that makes me think they're going to implement more single player stuff. Which well, yeah, Josh it has... ends with the squid person being in the city and just looking at this giant city, and then it's like, what are they? Well, trying th- to they've say? always had cities. There was always a hub city. Oh, okay. um, but like what Josh and I were talking about on the time of the stream is like, there's a single player mint. Uh, Single, yeah, single player element in the first game that does like some crazy platforming levels and stuff that's actually really fun. Um, yeah. that didn't come back in the second one. No, there's still a campaign in the first one, they don't do it uh, as the second much one, you mean, with the, with the platforming. I never played it then. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, there's still a campaign in there. Um, actually, they added a lot of interesting stuff with the expansion to it that added the Octolings. Um, and actually put a lot more of that platforming stuff in there. It did some really cool stuff with it. Maybe it's time for me to re-download Splatoon 2 then. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I didn't realize that was in there. And I yeah, that Octoling expansion especially, I really liked. Yeah, that's, yeah, I will say the only negative for me, Josh, was I was like, okay, maybe I'll finally try a Splatoon game. I might as well. 2022. That's kind of a bummer. That's uh, That's next year. So I was a little surprised that they closed with a game that was... You know, still so far away, which is a little disheartening because yeah, the games industry never does that. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a little disheartening because if they didn't, if they didn't show like Zelda and some of those other games, then you know those are even farther away, which is always kind of sad. Not necessarily. Like I would bet you, Breath of the Wild Two is probably a 2022 aimed game as well. Um, and again, it's it's Nintendo. There's there's different teams working on different things. They want to show what they know is, you know, their next couple of years of content in terms of big third part uh i'm sorry big first party stuff i just want to say my uh general thing was just a reference to uh cyberpunk obviously mm-hmm. uh i'm now looking at the age of splatoon characters and i'd like to redact that statement <laughs> and don't worry everyone uh we have it on good authority as splatoon 2 will uh not launch in early access mm-hmm. splatoon 3 rather mm-hmm. there we go good that's a know. cyberpunk joke uh okay splatoon 3 and to VM Brew on our uh, Chomp Nation left a comment on our page where she said that the logo looks like a penis. So it's true. Because of the three, I guess that's fair. Yeah, no. Yeah, the bottom of the three with the little squid head on the end. Um, yeah. Anyways, Rich, what was your uh, look? Everything looks like a penis if you squint hard enough. That's That's what I always say. Uh, VM brew, yeah, 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 yeah. You do always say that. Is this platoon? Your, your face does look like a penis more every day. 
<laughs> That's a compliment. Thank you so much. So I had to take the low-hanging fruit. It was there. I, it wasn't my proudest moment. Speaking of low-hanging fruit, it will also look like... Okay, uh, Rich, what was your uh, number one game from the, from the Dura? The uh, thing I'm probably most intrigued about is uh, Project Triangle Strategy, um, which is that Square Enix joint is the next game from the Octopath team. Um, and it, so it's very much the same sort of look as Octopath Traveler, but this is uh, more of a sort of uh, successor to like Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre, games like that but it seems to have very much that Bravely Default and uh, Octopath Traveler DNA in it. I'm excited, cautiously excited for this, I guess. I downloaded the demo, but I haven't had time to get to it yet. There's a demo out for it. And yeah. I say cautiously excited because Octopath was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, um, I hated that mo game. Mostly because I feel like it spreads itself too thin, and the most interesting thing about it subsequently ends up they, being the, yeah. the intro stories. Yeah, they should have tried, like, Quadrapath. That way, all of them lasted for the entire well, thing. It, it, it was a matter of... Uh, the, the problem with it is none of the characters seemed involved enough in each other's stories. Yeah, like, they'd pop up here and there, but it was, like, minor things. and it, like It was written like they had to be playable whether everyone was there or not. And yeah. it suffered for that. Yeah, exactly, because um, you didn't have to go pick them up, and that was the yeah. weird part about it. it just The yeah. weirdest mechanic, yeah. Um, but also at the same time, like gameplay wise, that game was great. Like the battle system and everything was fantastic. Same. I can say a bravely default and I sure do love me some final fantasy tactics. Well, that part of it looked cool. The tactical style mm -hmm. gameplay. I, well, that's yeah. the whole game, man. Well, I, yeah. I just <laughs> hope that they do. I hope the story is more interesting than the Octopath stuff, I love the art, the look of that game, but it was just too PG and just boring to me. I couldn't get into the story. What do you mean PG? It was just like, they would try to, t even when they had tried to tackle something that was somewhat of a serious subject, it was just like, it felt like they had to dumb it down for kids. And it just, I hated that it. That is not the way it was written at all. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Um, I remember we had a very lengthy discussion about Octopath Traveler when it came out, and I started as the, like the one dancer character that was going through like this. Primrose is one of the the best characters in that game. Yeah, yeah, but they just did a really bad job with the writing. Of disagree entirely. Um, could not I disagree. Think more. I disagree, but I've blocked most of this out after the just mental stress of Barrett threatening that woman on the train, which I was right about. <laughs> I was right about that. I was so right about that. <laughs> oh, greatest moment of my life. Um, I but, forgot about that. I just, I legitimately just had flashbacks. I was like, no, not this conversation again. <laughs> Shay was watching the Final Fantasy VII stream I did whenever it happened, and I was like, oh my god, I knew it. I fucking knew it. We don't have to go down that road again. Um. You guys tried to make me out to be some kind of monster. Some kind you of monster. Were. Should go play the original game. Uh, but no, the art style in Octopath Traveler was nice, though. So we'll see. Is it the same? It's the same company and everything, I guess? Is it the same team? It's, the, it... same, it's the same team from Square, yeah. Okay. It's the same. They're the same team not being... Uh, I mean, that game's just going to end up being called Triangle Strategy. Yeah. Triangle Strategy. 
All right. Well, if the first one was an homage to the turn-based tactical games, or I'm well, sorry, yeah. But... I, again, I don't think this is a sequel. Like, I, there's they've said nothing to indicate this is set in the same universe or anything. Yeah. No, I agree. I just mean the first game is more of an homage to like a turn-based RPG. Well, no, no. What, I, what I'm saying is just like, yeah, I hesitate to call this the first game because they made oh, other stuff. They made yeah, Bravely yeah. Default. Um, oh, they did. Oh, okay. Well, who's doing the um, the Bravely Default sequel? So somebody else, I guess. I don't know if it's the same studio or not. Um, they might be more than one team at this point, though. Hmm. Interesting. Also, that game's out like later this week. That game's done. Yeah, that's basically done. And this was Project Triangle, so they don't have a name for it yet. So yeah, like the the, the <laughs> other game we're talking about is out on Tuesday. We don't even have a name for it yet, but you can play a demo. Um, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like it could be the same team. It's not a matter of yeah. 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 I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, Shay, what was the, uh, did you have a game that was your, tickled your fancy? Yes. I was super happy to see that Saga Frontier is coming out in April instead of the summer. I was so fucking hyped for that. So hyped. Um. Oh, they had Saga Frontier on the Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's coming out on the Switch and they bumped up the date. Damn. And it looks like yeah. they did a good job with the uh, the transition with the art style and whatnot. It it looks like a nice remaster it, it's got from a what pretty, they're showing. It looked kind of golden sunnish. Uh, Josh and I were saying at the yes. time, like in the character yes. models and stuff, which is is a compliment. Wow, it would have been twenty yeah, years. Yeah, no. I mean, you go back and play the original, and like I'm gonna be honest with you guys, every single week, multiple times a day, or sorry, multiple times. I play a that week, game. I should say. Yes, I can't stop. No. Uh, I think about, I'm like, should I wait until April or, or the summer until the announcement <laughs> or should I go play it right now? Cause I really, I'm itching to play that game again. Um, it's going to be load upon load when that game comes out, but I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely excited for it. It looks great. And I know the original is kind of, it's kind of rough. It really is. Um, visually, like I still think it has a ton of character. Uh, the art design is really cool, but the the actual imp- implementation was kind of rough, just because of uh, uh, basically the way the the character sprites or the character models were designed, and how they interact with the pre rendered background. In hindsight, like we kind of talked about it with uh the Final Fantasy VIII chomping after dark when that drops, how it kind of looked odd. You know, was like it, it. It was amazing at the time, but now in retrospect, with Squall running around in that background and whatnot, like some of the pre-rendered backgrounds, it looked pretty rough. But what they've done with the HD remaster for this game looks really exciting. It has me super excited. Um, and I know it's generating some buzz. Like there have been some people talking about it uh, in various parts of social media and on YouTube. And I'm going to do my best to continue to talk about it because <laughs> I, I definitely think more people should play it, especially if you're a fan of like older RPGs or JRPGs, you're going to love this game. So, um, or you're at least going to enjoy it. I should say, I shouldn't say I'm you're going to I'm excited to experience this for the first time and talk about it with you as I'm doing so. I'm, 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 I'm slightly scared. Um, you know, just because I, I was so sure that Josh would love this game. Back in 2016, when I asked him to play it, I was so sure. And then when him and Morgan came back and just fucking called it cancer, like this is it, dog it, shit. Like no, like, Josh called it cancer. I didn't. It's call still, it cancer. it's still, 
No, no, you didn't. Um, but you, you've joked around about it. But yeah, it's four and a half years. It still has scarred me. So I'm I'm trying to withhold excitement that I might get somebody else in Sorachom to actually like this game. It was just so old. If you I, can get fifty percent of the company to be pro soccer, <laughs> it was at the time like when yeah, I went I mean, back I'm, and played it. Don't it was like just it, but I might buy difficult. it on Switch because you know it's on Switch. I buy lots of games I don't like. <laughs> and uh, we like we've talked about when it was first announced. I hope that they fix some of the minor issues with the game. Um, you know, some of uh, not necessarily pacing issues, but just like some of the minor like story beats here and there because they're introducing fuse which was a a character that you could get as a playable character but he wasn't the main character because you can choose between seven main characters in the original game i hope that with them actually adding him as an eighth playable character that means they also went back in and retooled the small minor things about some of the story to make it a little bit better. Like I could go into detail, but it we don't need to do that this episode. I can save that for when the game actually drops. And when we do a chopping after dark for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Christ all <laughs> But but outside of that, like an actual game that was announced, I'm actually pretty excited for Skyward Sword. Because I remember way back in the day, um Morgan and Josh, you guys talking about that game back when it had dropped for the Wii. Uh back when we were doing our old podcast. And I was kind of intrigued by that conversation, and I think it's going to be really cool to visit that game without the motion controls 10 years later and to kind of hear your guys' opinion on it. Because, like, yeah, it was a game that you guys covered 10 years ago for a former podcast, and it's going to drop again. I think that's going to be a really fun conversation to have between the four of us. Yeah. I can tell you right now, unless I have a wealth of money at the time, there's no way I'm buying that game again. That I didn't. The, the problem with the Skyward Sword is not that it's a bad game. It's like the the hook with the game that made it really interesting was the motion controls, and they sucked. It was like no, that was the thing that made it bad. That's what I'm saying. That was the hook. If you take the motion controls, the hook was it was a Zelda game. But there's a there's so many Zelda games. It's just like there and it, and if you put Skyward Sword up against like the the pantheon of Zelda games, it's toward the back. It's I don't totally. agree with that. Just I, I think this saves it because I do think it has some of the best dungeon design. And the combat um, any Zelda. wasn't bad, except that you had to wave your arms around. I mean, honestly, they basically took the combat and made it to its whole PvP game with For Honor. Like, because it's such a good idea of having, like, these ideas of, like, okay, the direction your attack comes in from matters. Um yeah, it was a cool idea. It was yeah, just it was when it wasn't working, which it was too often a problem. It felt fucking terrible. Now that I can be like the way they they fixed it for uh, handheld controls or you know for controller controls, if you want to do normal button stuff, is your sword slashes are now tied to the right stick, and uh, like that'll just be the precision I want. Like if you can play that game and make that stuff feel comfortable and engaging. This game could end up feeling fucking fantastic, and it's a the bones of it are a great Zelda game. Yeah. I I, yeah. I would put it up over Twilight Princess, but I don't I don't know what other really ones I could put it. People really like to downplay Spirit Tracks. It's definitely above Spirit Tracks. We don't know that for sure. Uh, <laughs> people like to downplay this and Twilight Princess, but like in both of those games, back halves, I'd argue they have some of the best dungeon design of yeah. uh, 3D Zelda stuff. Hmm. They, 
Yeah, no, like they both had some major issues with, um, like your your companion characters in those games that just got to be like frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like they were still they were still some really good dungeons for that style Zelda game, which is kind of yeah. Um, it's overlooked a lot because like you said a lot of it's later on once you've got the, the full toolkit and whatnot um and some of those gimmicks became frustrating to the point that i feel like you know it's one of the things i always sticks into my head that pissed me off to no end and i'm like i'm so glad this is gonna be gone do you guys remember how the boss keys worked in that game eh, no oh no. you had to do like this turning they, puzzle thing like you're they were inserting like a nuclear boxes. core yes and you had, to, and it was so frustrating to get the Wiimote to turn it in the correct way. Like the puzzle is solvable. You can look at it and go, "I see the solution." It's uh-huh. getting the Wiimote to properly turn it in the correct mm-hmm. direction for you to well, use the key. Didn't they came? Didn't that the game came with like the Wii Motion Plus? Yeah, it required thing? it. Yeah, and it was supposed to be. And like, it still sucked. And it still was not great. I don't. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys. I hope you enjoy it. I really do. I hope that the art styles gets to breathe a little bit more in yeah. without the. Fucking... Well, I was talking to Rich about this. Want... the 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 art style is basically. It looks like basically the same models, but you know, like possibly higher res textures. Um, it looks like they got rid of the watercolor filter that they had on it because it was oh. SD oh. before, oh. and but like in order cool... to kind of give it more character even though it was fairly straightforward i guess they didn't want to look want it to look too much like wind waker is kind of what they, they want were. people to take Gru seriously yeah so they gave it like this watercolor thing and i really liked the watercolor filter yeah and it was yeah. not on any of the trailers they showed so i don't know oh. if it's gonna be like an optional thing or not but like it's it time will tell yeah it looks different enough from wind waker at this point because it is in hd but i think that was kind of what they were like trying to make it look distinct. Like they still wanted the big, you know, bold shapes and whatnot, but they wanted it to look like its own thing, which I I think is kind of the idea behind it. And I thought that was really cool at the time, but was not in the trailers. So I'm curious to see if that's just gone or if it's like an optional thing at this point or what. Oh yeah, I'm looking at some stuff right now. That looks kind of weird. That's true. Yeah, okay. like it's the same models. Like you can. But tell, it looks a little but, flat by comparison. Yeah, compared to the. But then again, a lot of those were fairly low resolution originally. Mm. So, like, I don't think most. I think I'd take the trade off, but I, I, I kind of miss the charm of having that watercolor. I don't know if it's a filter shader or however they were pulling that off, but yeah, I, yeah it was it's noticeable. Not, it's not even like it's a bad game. Like, even saying it's not a great Zelda, like in my opinion, toward the back end of the Zelda collection, like Zelda games are generally great. Like, so it's like. Being like toward the back end of like an amazing franchise doesn't mean it's a bad game. I just, for me, I'm not seeing enough there to get excited about th- and, throwing that money down on it again. And I don't disagree with you. I just think the only thing that keeps it back there are those controls. Really? I mean, well, the, I guess the, we'll the companion out. character who is like more annoying than Navi is that that doesn't help either. You're, oh you're, yeah, your fucking yeah, fee, oh, your, your yeah. fucking sword explaining and, everything to you. I hope that they do something to like, like just like tick box. The, do you want all these fucking hints? Because even we realize it was a lot of fucking hints. Um, that because she'd like tell like you how to solve so many puzzles like as soon as you saw them, 
And like, I, I wanted to figure that out, Fee. Like, fucking Christ, Fee. Like, yeah, Fee. That's like the equivalent of me being really hesitant on the um, Pokemon Sun and Moon, or not Sun and Moon, uh, Sword and Shield, when the previous game, Sun and Moon, had the Rotom decks, and how scared I was that the Rotom mm-hmm. decks was going to be brought over to the next game. I totally get that. Yeah, so yeah. I I would love for them to tone that down in this remake. Yeah, yeah. Um we'll see. I'm curious to see how that how that ends up going, how that's received. So I'm I'm still a little bitter they haven't brought Wind Waker over just cuz it's they've brought over everything from the Wii U. I don't understand why they haven't brought over Wind Waker yet. It just it's kind of irritating to me at this point, but whatever. I mean, you can play it on the Wii U. Yes. No, I can't actually <laughs> trade mine in, so. Mm. Um, that was a bad call. That I thing still has Splatoon two on it. Can't you get Splatoon two on the Switch? No. Splatoon two. Is no, on no, the no, Switch. no, 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 not Split. Sorry. Yeah, Splatoon two is on the Switch, but Splatoon. Never mind. Splatoon one, which again. Oh, okay. If you're feeling nostalgic or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's still a great game to go through the campaign again. Like, yeah, like Rich no- was mentioning. It's got a really good campaign. I'll probably break down and try Splatoon three. Don't know why I said that. two. Sorry. There's a cute, there's a cute fish thing. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I do I do think that Mario Golf game looks real nice. Um, Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. It's got speed golf. It's got speed golf. It's got unfor- well, you can avoid them, I'm sure, but it has motion controls if you want to play golf. It's your It's got Wario in a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. It's got Wario in a cowboy hat. It has. I know people were down on this, but I'm actually curious to see what they do with the story mode. Um. It sounds dumb, but like the thing for me is <clears throat> put this in perspective for people. I've played a million golf games in my life, and even when they're good, I just kind of I'll put a couple hours into it. even like the last hot shots. I'm like, this game is amazing, but if I don't have someone to play with, I kind of get bored. Um, and they can because I've just played so many of them. So like, if they're able to to build a like golf story, until I got stuck in golf story, I kind of enjoyed how silly it was building a narrative around golfing mechanics. And Nintendo does a good job with that stuff usually. Mm-hmm. So. Curious to see what they do with the story mode in a golf game. Uh, yeah, golf story is. I great, mean, guys. they're if gonna do the yeah. same stuff they did in the past, which is like what they did with Mario Tennis Aces, which is they're very they're RPGs and they are really fucking good. Are they okay? Well, that's promising. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited about. I mean, if you if you never played the Mario games, I mean, they're they're similar to the Hot Shots games. Like they're very user, they're very accessible, um, and they're just really polished, like all Nintendo games are. So they're just yeah, they're really well done, and they're like anybody once you can get your friends into them because they're pretty easy. They have a lot of fun modes, like you were saying, speed golf and all that shit. Like a lot of crazy power ups and stuff. Without it feeling like too much, it's just yeah, it's just good. Like even the, it wasn't even the Mario Soccer game good. Mario Strikers, it I, was fine. It was it was probably the weakest of those for me. Yeah. Okay, I, I, yeah. You think maybe if you like soccer more, you I might think if you like soccer, it'd be fine. But like again, I feel like FIFA is kind of its own market entirely. So like, it was just too simplistic. Like once you can really school the fucking AI in that game. Oh okay. Um. Like, actually, if anyone's itching for, like, Mario Sports, and Mario Tennis Aces for the Switch is fan-fucking-tastic. And they just kept adding adding free content to that. Like, they added, like, five or six characters post-launch. Nintendo has been great about that with a lot of these games. Like, you can play tennis as Chain Chomp. Mm-hmm. 
It is strange that Nintendo's so good at making those. No, there's no Mario and football game, and I think it's because there's a licensing thing, probably. But I would love to play a Mario football game. That would be so cool and stupid. Yeah, Super Mario Strikers. <laughs> football. football. Mario and friends play footy. It's the um, two football. But also, for the record, if we saw Wario in a cowboy hat, like looking like fucking Shooter McGavin, um. I want to see Waluigi in like a full like big poofy Scotsman's hat get up. That is that is how I want that lanky fuck taking taking the course. Mm. I want to see Waluigi in a gimp suit. Ha. Huh. Well then then just go to my Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm all, look I'm always down for a gimp suit. Um <laughs> I don't I don't care what the situation is. I'll take it. Um an- another one I wanted to bring up just cuz I always appropriate like... for a funeral. <laughs> you, you, you might end up glo- glossing over this one morgan um famicom detective agency uh it's super weird that we're getting these but i'm so in for it uh yeah. these are very old these are famicom disc system games that are kind of like from my understanding they're kind of like cult classics in japan okay like they're a big fucking deal there okay um to the point that they're getting like a physical collector's edition in Japan uh, that we're not getting, but there's two two of the games are are coming here. Um, you can dig- those are both out in the summer as well. I think they're basically visual novels, um, like mystery based visual novels. But they were a very big deal back in the day in Japan. People love those games, and I'm excited to play them just to sort of see what that thing was about because it it never yeah. got localized over here. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a, a darker, earlier Professor Layton kind of a thing? Uh, I don't know uh, how puzzle-heavy it is. I, like, no, I don't want to say I, no, no. No, I'm not going to... So especially not Professor Layton, because that one's like strictly puzzle game. Like, if anything, what? it'd be closer to like a Phoenix Wright, but even that... I think we're less gameplay than both. It's like yeah, we're just totally saying, like, it, it's I, much adventure, more of a visual novel. Yeah, visual novel, yeah, yeah. Which is weird to think of on an like older system, like how effective a visual novel well, could be. I, I think visual novels were always like more popular in Japan than they are here, so that that's not terribly yeah, terribly surprising to hear. But like these two in particular, the Famicom Detective Agency ones were like a big deal in Japan. Also, it's kind of amazing that they're actually keeping the name Famicom Detective Agency. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I I love well, they, that they didn't try to give it some weird name for the U.S. market. Like but all I, these years later, like it, it makes more sense to like try to pull on that whole cult classic sort of, yeah. I think it's the right call. I think that's what they're, I think that's why though. They're probably like, Hey, business wise, they're going to get people that are just like, Ooh, Famicom. This is like kind of a historical thing. I want to check this out. So I think it'll actually work well for them, for the people that they want to pull in anyway. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That looked, that looks all right. Um, Let's see what else stuck out to you guys. Uh, there was um, oh, there was a No More Heroes three, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean that was already announced a while back, so announced okay. they they showed more of it than we'd seen. Yeah, before. and we it's out in April. Okay, I was yeah. thinking it was summer, but I it's it's been all of two days, and two days in twenty twenty one is approximately eight lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh the day it's April, right? The, I've 
I know that those games are. I'm really sad. I went to look for them on the PS4 the other day, and I couldn't find. That's because they're it's, not there. They're, they're on the Switch. Nintendo games. Yeah, I didn't realize they were Nintendo games. They were Wii. They were Wii games. They they like were the big, like. Do you not remember jacking off your Wiimote? What? Mote? So you oh, could I, oh. to charge the beam katana? Char- yeah. No, I never. I missed them on the Wii, but they are. Oh. They they both recently came to the Switch for twenty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Travis touchdown. Yep. Yeah. They are very strange, but very good games. Like it, those Switch ports. I I only played the. I replayed the first one when it came out. I I intended to get back to the second one as well. Uh huh. They're good. They're good ports. They really are. Um, and they came up with good ways to make them work without the motion controls. Though you still can use them if you want to separate the Joy Cons, a la the Skyward Sword stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I'm remembering correctly, like you need to like hold down the left trigger and then move the right thumbstick up and down to charge the beam katana, rather than jerking your Joy Con off. Mm. Uh, works. Josh. Your game of the year last year, no, the year before last year, is coming to the Switch. BAFTA award-winning Outer Wilds coming to the Switch in summer. Everyone uh, should play that game. It's too hard for me. I can't. My brain can't handle it. Mm. I get, well, I just get give lost. it some more time. Like, it's one of those things it can take as long as you want to. Just go explore. Like, there's yeah. something you can do there. Like, if like, if you can't figure out the thing you're working on, just kind of go explore. It's well, it's it, stressful because you're against the clock, and then I'm, and then I'm dying, and I. But, well, but you're I mean, not like because w- would resets. you really want to play more than like? I like twenty two the... to forty four minutes. Like it's they specifically made it the same length as a an episode of TV. I, like you, I had you play trouble... like an episode length of a chunk, try to do something, and then kind of you know you come back and like think think about it for a while, and then come back. The, the problem I think you're hitting, Morgan, is like. It's it's not about instant gratification at all. Like, it takes as long as it takes, and it is atmospheric as hell. That soundtrack is fantastic. You can just kind of lose yourself in that game. Well, I got lost, that's for sure. I will tell you this. I just had trouble flying this, the Speaking point. of losing <laughs> yourself in the game, does it have mom spaghetti? Oh! Yeah, it's, it's a nervous. Oh, yeah. Spaghetti monster. Mom spaghetti monster. Um, It's, uh... I just had trouble flying the plane. I couldn't even fly the practice plane. I had trouble just landing the goddamn ship that, anywhere. That practice plane is way harder to fly than the real thing. Um, just given the perspective. Just crash it onto wherever you're going. You're going to die there anyway. What is this neon white thing? First person. Oh, that thing looked weird. It's the creator of Donut County. Yeah, and it's that's like a, a Ben Esposito game. It's a you're first. demons in heaven. With cards, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks like instead of, I don't know if they're like all spells or like have different effects, but like most of them seem like guns from what they were showing. But like, you're running around shooting these demons in heaven using like card based abilities, and you can like pick up new cards around the levels, like essentially to reload or whatever. I like. It looked completely bonkers, but like. In a great way, um, kind of, kind of along the same lines as it looked, f- like weird. like a like a No More Heroes or something. Like just, yeah, this looks ridiculous. But you like, don't see a gun or an appendage when you're in first person and you're shooting, which is really weird. Like mm-hmm. whenever I saw it, it was just like an, an aiming reticle. I'm guessing, and that's it. It's, it's just odd looking. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like an old light gun game. Um. 
Yeah, that seems intriguing. Oh, this is the weirdest sentence of the year I've read so far. Star Wars Hunters is a competitive free-to-play online shooter from the makers of Farmville. Yep. Is it hobby grade? <laughs> <laughs> from the makers of Farmville, and there's really no gameplay or anything on it yet. But that looks Yeah, they just, like, yeah, didn't show anything, but... Kids, just give us your parents' credit card number and those three mm-hmm. numbers on the back. Yep, that is Zynga's business model. Um, the company that worked on Mario Kart Live Home Circuit is coming out with Knockout City, which is like a dodgeball sort of game. I don't know what the fuck to make of that. The trailer told me nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like we got that. dodgeball and like pretty colors, and that was about it. But like, mm-hmm. that might be enough for me. <laughs> it certainly looked pretty. Like, yeah. I- I'm interested to see there. more of it. Yeah. 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 Um,. I, this is a controversial take because I actually think the game looks good, but I'm just irritated that they went back and put Monster Hunter back on the... I know it's because it's, you know, it's huge on those um, Nintendo portable consoles in Japan, but they made such a huge stride putting the Monster Hunter series on... Well, the... uh, all right, here's, here's the thing I'm going to tell you, Morgan. Did you play the demo? I did. I played about 10 minutes of the demo, and it just looked too ugly for me to enjoy. It looks great! For a Switch game, yeah. Oh, my fucking God. I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm jaded now. Come on. I got a PlayStation 5 sitting right here, man. That that demo. It's Monster Hunter. Yeah. Did you play World? Like, it was still about 10 years behind. No, World was gorgeous, Josh. I swear to you. World World does look great. It's a different look than this. But Rise um, kind of learned some, like, it's a step forward and a step back. Like it, it learned a lot of stuff from what world did to make the series more like it's an easier entry point than like past like three S mm-hmm. monster hunters and stuff. But at Where the same time, it, it blood sample and it is the minutia of like, there's so much going on, but this is an easier onboarding point. It's not quite as simple well, and streamlined as world, but it is still doing a lot of, taking a lot of what that game did to make things easier. But but here's the thing. Like, Monster Hunter World, from what I saw, shattered a lot of these sales records for Capcom, right? From what I saw, it even broke the records that Resident Evil had set um, in sales, and it became a big hit. The timing was perfect. Even our beloved Fish back in the day was obsessed with it. They got me on board finally for the first time in my life. It made my uh-huh. top ten. Um, and it was it was just an, a fantastic game. Now, there a lot of those people that are loving that game, like myself... Um, I'm wondering how much of that console base also has a switch or is wanting to make that because they brought on well, this I, whole. I don't think they're worried about that. Like there's going to be a monster hunter world too. That's going to happen. I guess that's what I feel like. And, and I could be yeah, wrong. Like about they this. already made a massive expansion basically. Yeah. And Iceborne was fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's going to be a sequel to that game. Yes. This does not fuck with that. You're right. Well, I guess. This is, yeah. This seems more of a continuation of like the, the DS of line. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. It feels like they're sort of, this is a good way of explaining it. It feels like they're sort of splitting off their fan base into like two kinds of monster hunter games. Like you have these kind of handheld monster hunters and now you're going to have these really high end sort of console ones. And it's yeah. weird. Also, I mean, like, they have engines that were built for, like, this is built off the foundation of that 3DS stuff, and this game was built from the ground up for Switch, and, again, Morgan, it's your sensibilities, I just don't agree with it. This game looks gorgeous. Um, I will say there was a giant armadillo yeah. monster, which made me really sad. 
I was like, oh, that looks so cool. There's a, I love it. It makes you really sad because you're too much of a dick to, to play it. It's can't not wait to kill enough. it and wear its skin. I, uh-huh. It's not. I don't think it would have been as bad, Josh, if there had in, in truthful. If, if I'm being truthful, if they hadn't made such a, a gorgeous one on the PlayStation um, already. Um, especially, I played the last one on. I haven't tried it on the PS5, but I played mine on the One uh, X at the time, and it was it was enhanced for One X, and it was just so good looking. I'm telling you. So it's just kind and of a li- weird thing. Listen, to- man, I just think it looks ugly. It looks that much better on a PC. Mm-hmm. I don't know That's if reason. I could go back to play it on PS5 at this point. Yeah, you know, no, if you committed to that opinion, to Rich, I, I'm with, if you commit to that, no, I'm well, with I you wouldn't. 100%. I wouldn't commit to it because I think it's a bad opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm a curmudgeon in that and way. Honestly, like ninety percent of the charm in that game is the animation, and their animation is still going to be top notch because that has nothing to do with. Also, know, I I think part of your like opinion, Morgan, is power. I think flavored by you not having any nostalgia for that art style, like stepping back to this art style is something I'm nostalgic for in that series. And that doesn't detract from how awesome world looks and um, excited I am for world two. That will definitely happen or monster hunter galaxy or whatever the fuck they decide to call it. <laughs> um, yeah, I only played try, which I liked at the time, but it was just too inaccessible still for me. But I, I, I don't have a long nostalgia for those games which i get that makes sense um but again that's a, i just yeah i feel like they're kind of and maybe they're also like hey well we got a console thing that's kicking off what about all those people that love these games on handheld but and so they're kind of splitting the market two ways which is fine whatever mm. i still think um, it's strange because they're basically like bloodborne style combat but like hey what if you could grind it out and eventually just overpower everything hell it yeah. seems like it would be your thing yeah well, also, let's ride a dog. Well, mm-hmm. I did. I well, I loved the the console one. I wonder. I bet there'll be a lot of people that try this one because they love the console one. If they have a Switch, I bet they'll be like, "Hey, I'm I'm sure there will be. A, I'm sure they're anticipating that level of crossover." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's me. I'm that's pretty much me. Like, if I end up throwing down on it, it'll be because I I really love the the console one. And because here's the appeal for me, Josh: the monster designs and the world they build this whole biology and this ecosystem. It's just it's really interesting. Like the combat, there's a, a lot of variety. You're right; it's kind of a chunky Bloodborne thing. But there's a lot of variety to the weapons and and that you can use. Like even yeah. if it's kind of repetitive, like. When I got really into it, I picked the gun, and I was like, this sounds really dumb. Like, why do you use a gun, right? But it was so much fun for my play style because I could stand at a distance, just mow things down, and I was just m- in this In this house, we use the gun lance. The mm. gun lance? See, I, yeah, I couldn't qu- ever quite get a feel for that. but Well, it's all about like hitting quick staggers. Like You want to get a stab in, and then you want to set a shell off. Yep. But yeah, that's the cool thing is that you can find a weapon that works. for. And there's a lot of variety, and then you get to the, the addictive The gun lance and the hammers are... Like the only way hammers feels so good. Switch axe is also pretty good. It's yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's an Switch older, axe is a good beginner weapon. It's an old loop though, like in the way that like you know if you if you're obvious about what's happening, you're like, oh, I just want to get that cool looking armor set now, so I'm gonna go kill this fucking thing yeah, seventeen I wanna times. I want to kill that dragon and wear its skin. Yeah, and you and sometimes it's weird because you have to kill the uh, the the beast like multiple times to get the right. It's it's kind of a it's definitely did, a grind. Did you did you never get into Dauntless? <laughs> no, I played just, Dauntless. I played it for a while. It was fine. It, it was, was fun. It was just free to play Monster Hunter. And yeah. I played a lot of it when it like went on Switch. And I'm like, oh, I can play this while I'm like laying down and I should be sleeping. Sure. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think my logic was just I could play this or I could just go play Monster Hunter. Well, I also, the the difference for me, I think at the time, like Dauntless was fun and a little bit simpler. And I had a lot of friends who were more willing to play that than spend $60 on Monster (laughs) Hunter. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, if you own both, play Monster Hunter. Because, again, it's not, you're not owning Dauntless. It's free. That's the point. But, like, if you want to play with somebody else, you can convince them to buy the free thing. When I can get eight people on on dauntless as opposed to one other on monster hunter mm-hmm. i was gonna go with dauntless and then on those nights where it was just me and my one friend who really loves monster hunter we'd be an iceborne fighting fucking raffians yep yeah um let's see the top comments here from the instagram page see what you guys think of these uh g milk oh my fucking god i've been waiting for skyward sword i'm so excited when you guys are done with this, I'm going to give it a t- taste testing right here on this podcast. All right. Jessabel, 1998. Good friend here. It sucked. No, I'm not going to elaborate. Please don't. Hmm. Also, I already elaborated for you, hopefully. Did you? Um, I mean, you mostly just said it sucked again. Like, not really any I elaborating. I didn't think it... Mm. You could have fooled me. You said it many more times in a row, but it wasn't I, really I, elaborating. I, I think my intro did a good job of expressing how I felt. You know what? You don't need to elaborate. Just you stick uh-huh. to your guns, and I can respect <laughs> you for that. I don't want anyone's respect. Let's see. Well, uh, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Carnarts uh, 7 said, uh, Legend of Mana was one of my favorite games growing up. That remaster mm-hmm. looks sharp. It does. It looks very it good looks compared to the absolute just tragedy that they inflicted on the secret of mana yeah like oh god that was horrible. did they do if you want to watch it in real time when they unveil that as josh and i look at each other and go is this one of the ones we like Mm -hmm. because it's so hard to keep track with the mana games yeah they're yeah the names are too similar and they don't do like a numbering system that's comprehensible so yeah i'm like i think this is one that i liked but like yeah had to really think about it for a while there. Disarray Gun said, 100%, I'm surprised they didn't smudge tool them into oblivion. So yeah, I think that's what yeah. <laughs> God damn. That, oh my the God. The smudge yeah. tool. I want to see the smudge tool. Well, I mean, you can. I got a smudge tool for look you. look at the Secret of Mana. Yeah. Yeah, that Remake. was horrific. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad, too. That was my good friend Leslie's uh, Sector 7, her favorite game. And they just totally. You can play the original game. on Switch. Go, just go play the original. It's yeah. great. Yeah, the original is still excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like you shouldn't. I'm just saying like, imagine you finally remake your favorite game, and that's the yeah. treatment it gets. And that's just yeah, yeah. It, it mm-hmm. sucks, especially a game that's like so. Like there's such a nostalgia for that. People love that yeah. game. They it give some Saga of Frontier the most charming a, a... and just unique pixel art at the time. Like when it came out, it like. It was amazing. Um, I mean, they gave Saga Frontier a better remake, and Joshua Fowler said it was cancer. So, I'm sorry, Leslie. I mean, they do have to give the better game the better treatment. (laughs) That's a hot take from Shayla. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I don't think... Have you ever played the... I haven't played either of them, to be honest. The two completions, so I couldn't tell you. I I briefly dabbled, if I'm being honest. But uh, I I just said it because I want to see if any fanboys come in my inbox and try and yell at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to rock I the boat. L- I don't mean look, it. Look, entirely. 
Rocking the boat is fun. Um, Gus Guy ZV said ultra-massive letdown. No new Zelda, no Metroid. Sad. I imagine that in the Trump voice. Sad. Mm-hmm. It's the best Sad. way to imagine that. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Forever scarred for the rest of my life saying that. Oh, man. There's so many good ones here. Um, Chuck Balls. I forgot and took a nap, so I'm only just now getting up to watch it. Those are some sweet titties. Oh, wait a second. I didn't mean to read that one on the show. Um, That's weird. I don't know what he's referring to there. Huh. That's strange. Let's see. Um, oh, Kane, De- Kane Dietzel said, pretty dick move with the Zelda showing. So a lot of people thought it was funny that the Zelda guy showed up and was like, hey, everyone's like, Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. He's I, like, don't, uh. I don't think that was a dick move at all. I think they Who needed to Who else was going to introduce Zelda? <laughs> and also, no, no, like, I think it was important that he did that. Like, shut them up early because Whoa. otherwise, like, all they're going to be talking with this trailer is like, oh, one more thing. They're going to show Breath of the Wild. Now they're going to show the Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. For them to be like, hey, idiots. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was just, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't a dick move on their part. I think it was just accidental because people no, no, just got I, excited. I think it was the exact opposite of a dick move, though. Like, I think it was the perfect thing you do to not be a dick. Yeah, just say, hey, look, I'm sorry, it's still in development. Yeah, because everyone, everyone, everyone would have sat there at the, you know, like, you know, goodbye, everyone screen for like five minutes. No, 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 just they're just tricking us. For the, they're and just, one they're more thing. Us. Yeah, Which exactly. they did do that, and one more thing, and it was Splatoon 3. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do two, which was a other... pretty, pretty cool. One more thing. <laughs> totally. These, these are great. So I'm going to fly through these four Frimbot said it was only a letdown because it's been 500 days since the last one. I wasn't expecting anything, but happy with golf and skyward sword, hoping Splatoon three, three is different enough. Maybe that's part of it too. It's been so long since the last one. Maybe well, uh, 2020, we're just calling that year a mulligan. It didn't happen. Yeah. So. And also like they no. did plenty last year, except in because there was so much less to talk about they didn't call it a Nintendo Direct they would tell you exactly what they were going to talk about yeah it was like ahead one ahead of time yeah. so yeah. these same people who are disappointed now would not show up and be disappointed whenever they showed exactly what they were going to show Me. yeah to begin with like okay here are a bunch of indie games let's show off these like here's all the new pokemon stuff we're doing like they did play well, that, that I, last year and just like, you know, I think we're still going to get those moments where they're like, there's a Pokemon focused Nintendo direct coming next month. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I think because there was so, so much that got delayed from last year, it made more sense to not have one and, you know, have people continually get disappointed by not showing this new thing. The only thing they care about, which is kind of pathetic, but whatever, um hey no it's kind of pathetic like i mean i get it if you don't like the other stuff but like i take pride in being pathetic thank you very much josh yeah we know you never shut up about it (laughs) (laughs) it makes me so pathetic um no like i like i think it was a good idea to like split stuff off and yeah yeah last year there was like seven pokemon directs it felt like last year it was just weird Mm -hmm. um Last one, because we got shit. We always got to talk about some games. We got a lot of stuff to get to, because um, Shay's got to take off in an hour here. Big Papa Steven said, those Skyward Sword Joey Cons got me feeling some type of way. Special, oh, yeah. limited edition Skyward Sword Joy Cons, which look. Those look cool. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, even if you don't like Skyward Sword and you're a Zelda fan, that might. It's kind of sexy. Yeah, it's got the, the sword and shield look to it. 
the the main thing that I dislike, and they they didn't fix it because again, even with new motion controls, it's got to be the right stick. Is oh, they're blue. Is Link is right-handed again? These yeah. motherfuckers! Like, why do they they keep doing this? <laughs> they they've well, switched to that because of the goddamn motion controls, and it's never gone back. Well, they only did it there and then in the incorrect version of Twilight Princess. Exactly. If you, if you go play the GameCube version of Twilight Princess where things are right. They literally reversed the entire game. Instead yeah. of just changing Link's model, the entire game is backwards. It's flipped, yeah. They just they just set the camera to render in reverse. And it's hey, awesome. it's all fixed. Now it makes sense for you to waggle your right hand. Oh, I haven't heard it's the term. Great. I haven't heard the word waggle in years and years and years. Bringing the mm-hmm. waggle back. Yeah, there's no real uh, term for when you swap the Wii. The anything, anything else you guys want to add before we move on? You, I think I think that covers it for me. I think that was it. Why didn't they add a better Smash character? Yeah. Oh, great, great point, Shay. I teased that in the intro. What the hell? What the fucking hell is with that? A lot of people really like Z- I didn't play Xenoblade 2. If I were going to get Xenoblade stuff, I more so wanted Xenoblade Chronicles X to be put on the Switch. Um I I mean I I just don't care personally. Like I don't know enough about the character to be invested in it. Mm. The way that character works in the game, her kit could be really cool. Yeah. And they've been doing smart stuff with the kits. Like I, I have no attachment to that character, so but I don't you're, really. You're have an making well, the point though, Rich, because you're invested in games more than anyone, just like we are. I don't. Yeah, I, but nobody it's not knew for who that, me. But no one knew who that fucking. No, person. a lot of people do. A lot uh, of people uh, like that game, and it's a Nintendo property. That's, that's that their Nintendo was invested in. Franchise, like tons of people know who that is. It's just that you've not played it. Like I, I can totally accept it just, that it's not I, for I me. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I, th- I think of like all the cool games that have dropped in the past, past few years, all these semi iconic characters or these semi amazing and cool characters. And why another sword wielding character? I was talking Are, to Rich about this on the, uh, on the direct. Um, they've, the big thing against sword wielding characters is that for years, every time they'd add a new sword character, it was literally just another Marth clone. Um, all of them. And then with this last Smash, uh, a lot of the new DLC characters have been sword users, but have had completely different kits to them to make them actually interesting again. Um, which I think is a good way to take it. Like, if you're going to add a sword like character, Sephiroth it shouldn't... Like, is unique as hell. Yeah, it shouldn't just be... Yeah, Sephiroth is a great example. Like, he plays nothing like the other sword users. Um, like, I think there's room to do interesting sword characters. It's just kind of... You see a sword character and you instantly roll your eyes because they've all been the same for so long. We're conditioned, yeah. yeah. Well, and even to what Shay was saying, even putting that aside, my issue is not that the character is somehow bad. I'm not familiar with it. I, I, I respectfully disagree with you guys. I don't think a lot of people are either. But I would say that I always thought Super Smash Brothers was supposed to be for these iconic characters. Like, that was the whole point. You know, Cloud. This is an Nintendo kazooie Well, that's what, my, that's what I'm saying, though, is that there's so many other... I Well, I mean, you can pull in Cloud and Sephiroth. They're not traditional. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you can't rely... Like... 
they have characters from their own properties, their current ongoing properties that are not in the game yet. They're going to get those characters in there. Yeah, yeah but they're, what I'm saying is they're watering down the roster and they're making it seem are less they? special. To me, they are. They're so. watering it down and they're making it Watering it down by not removing any characters. The watering it down isn't no, you, you ever water something down, Josh? You're putting water into it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but They're, that literally has nothing to do with something where you can literally pick out exactly what you want from something at any point. Like, still. Yeah, what, what he's saying is this character being added doesn't dilute your experience in any way. In any way. It dilute, well, it dil, well, it's frustrating because you think there's so many great characters. Like we, we had those so, polls. So you think where, they should add something else to dilute it in a different way? Like the point makes no sense. Remember when we if they're makes, gonna add characters, they're diluting the pool. If you if you add literally whoever it is, it's still diluting the hero pool. Like so, if you it's not diluting it if you add iconic characters. Like remember when we did all those polls and people were saying like why isn't the Hollow Knight in there and people like that. Like there's all these amazing characters you could put in there. Yeah, yeah. It's just no. I I get there. I like I I see both of your points. Like it's not technically diluting it because you're not making it harder for you to be able to choose your character that you want to play at the end of the day. And I mean, it's not necessarily making it even to where you're going to face that particular character. It's not guaranteed that that character will be a part of the meta going forward because we don't even know how that, how that character plays. But on the flip yeah. side of that, yeah, I'm still disappointed. Like I think I think that there were a lot cooler characters, but at the same time, I also realized that um, was it Xenogears? Is that the game that she's from? Is that correct? Xenoblade Chronicles Xenosaga? Two. Xenoblade. Nobody knows. Yeah, th- I know that that's a huge yeah, series, series, especially in Japan. Yeah. It's super big in Japan, Morgan. It's super fucking mm-hmm. big. So they, they did a promotional it, pack with Breath of the Wild. Th- that's how big it is. They put content from Xenoblade Two in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean the last Xenoblade character they put in. It's Which great. Hulk? It's another it's another sword character. Oh no, sword character who plays completely different. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the sword part of it. I understand why that's a criticism. I think Shay's right. People are sick of the sword characters, but like for me it's just this is the last thing I'll say. I always looked at the rosters like from the first three to four Smash games, it was like a very big deal when someone would make the roster. Snake, Sonic. It was always a big deal, it was always an icon. And now I feel like they're just there's several characters that are in there that I'm just like, what? You know, and it just it feels like that's why they're diluting it to me that it was an honor to you make do the, the home roster. improvement thing. It was. <laughs> you're right. They should put Tim Allen from the home improvement. Absolutely. That's an icon. That's an icon. Riding a raptor. Yeah. Pre pre cocaine or post cocaine? Yes. Post. Well, it's it's a home improvement game, so post cocaine. So post cocaine. Yes. My wife said the cocaine version of him was actually attractive. I was surprised. On the set, huh. like the old version of him with the long hair and everything, she thought he was he was cute, like his mugshot. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's take a quick pee break. We'll be right back. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a T-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you oh. can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. 
the rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. We're going to talk some games here. I did want to write to right at the front. I mean, I think we only had like really one really big game and then we'll just speed through a couple. We got some the polls this week are actually massive because of some of the news that dropped. So I know that's going to take us a good half an hour or so. So I want to make sure we have time for that. But Josh, you have uh, jumped into Valheim, which is the phenomenon game that's going around right now. I have downloaded it and I'm going to force myself to try it. Um, I also downloaded it, and Josh and I are probably going to, uh, well, I say this, but it's not going to play for the podcast, that we're probably going to stream it tomorrow, but that's tomorrow from us recording Yeah, now. tomorrow in the past. Oh, okay, cool. You're, you're cool. past tomorrow. So, so maybe next week we can really lay into it, but I do want to get your first impressions, Josh, of why do you think this thing has become so... I mean, there's all these survival games will blow up on Twitch, or I shouldn't say all these, that's a really broad generalization. Oftentimes you'll see a survival game blow up on Switch because... Of the nature of Twitch, do you mean? Mm-hmm. What did I say? Switch. Well, <laughs> yeah, just it'll a survival game will blow up on Switch. Um, yeah, it'll blow up on Twitch because the nature of those games are really just fascinating to watch. People sort of start off with nothing and sort of build and struggle themselves, and they sort of fall in the vein of all those people that really got into Minecraft. And even now, I see a lot of people streaming No Man's Sky, which makes me happy. Um, but Valheim has sort of exploded, and. Uh, it's a survival game set in sort of a like a what is it, like a Nordic Viking kind of setting. Yeah, it 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 is very much survival game. Like like you're not going to see a lot that's going to surprise you going into it, as far as like just kind of the overall uh, loop and whatnot. Um, there's more of a focus on combat in this game um, with like your, your overall goal is eventually to track down these different. I was going to say creatures, but I don't think they're all creatures, but like they're all, they're all like, I don't, I don't even know, like demigods or whatever, but like you've got to kill these bunch of things to prove yourself to the <laughs> gods because they're looking for okay. extra special uh people oh. who have, I like I think I think the idea is that you are supposedly already dead and have made your way to Valhalla but like he sticks you on this new world and is like okay you made it to Valhalla but what if you want to get to like the extra special premium tier of Valhalla Super Valhalla Yeah, the Super Valhalla. Ooh. Come come kill these things and whatnot. Um, Valhalla 2. Yeah, exactly. Um What if there was an ancient tournament? But the oh, the I think I I don't know I don't know as far as like the, the like the Twitch stuff because I've not looked on there a bunch, but one of the things I've really liked about it so far is as a really flexible like building system like it it is fun to build your house in this game like your your base, um, like right off the bat the first set of tools they give you as soon as you're able to start building stuff is way more flexible. Like you can build something that looks interesting right away, right you away. Have like a dump shack or something shitty. Like, yeah. yeah. 
like it's it's much easier to build yourself like a lean to so you can get stuff started like as soon as the game starts and whatnot but you have the tools to do a whole lot more immediately and it's just it's really satisfying to kind of get that um sort of loop going earlier than in early. most games yeah yeah because you don't want to be like spending hours and you have like a little shack with like four twigs in it yeah that's one of the things that I always thought No Man's Sky could do better. It takes a little while to actually get something cool going, and it can be disheartening. Uh, to, at least to it did. Kind of credit of what Josh said. The biggest compliment I've heard is that it's like a survival game where you never feel like you need to like look up a wiki to see how to build stuff. Like everything is straightforward yeah. enough that you can kind of grasp it right away. It has a good progression system that I like, where it the progression itself itself still feels mysterious and sort of like. Minecraft at the beginning, which I loved. I loved how in Minecraft you just have to try stuff out. Like you don't have to do this anymore because as soon as you start the game, you have the recipes for everything, um, and so you can kind of see your your progression path just laid out for you immediately as soon as you start the game. Which I don't like about it now. Um, however, that is much more accessible than having to go look up a wiki to figure out how to do stuff. Um, Whereas in this one, once you pick up a material, you'll get recipes that you can use it for. Um, so, so all you have to do is have the material and you'll see recipes that tell you exactly how to make stuff? Yeah, not, like not all of it. Like some of it, I think you need more than one material for the recipe to show up. But, uh, but even if that's the case, essentially the way you find new stuff is by exploring. Um, like, okay, I'll go kill this new thing like that looks interesting over there i'm gonna i'm gonna go get into a fight and if they drop something new maybe i'll get new recipes and i'll figure out something new i can do um and so it, it kind of leads to a natural sort of a feeling to the progression in the game where you're like you you're still curious you still don't know exactly which direction it's going but mm -hmm. you never feel stuck like or overwhelmed the, yeah, the, the solution is always go find something new like like that's always the the answer if you're stuck. Um yeah. Which which I think works out pretty well. Um yeah. The criticism I have for it so far is that it feels like it's tuned a little bit for servers like Rich and I are talking about um where there's a lot of stuff to collect. Um so like if you wanted to build a ship or something, it's doable by yourself but it's way more manageable if you've got more than one person like okay you go mine some ore to do this thing and i'll go cut down a bunch of trees um and be able to like kind of delegate work to different people to okay. accomplish something so you yeah. can work together in what seems to be a helpful way yes our our, our plan right now is and we're probably going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow is um we'll probably post in the discord about it is probably renting some server space and opening it up to the community um for anyone uh oh, that seems neat of yeah. our patrons who wants to join in and play in our server mm -hmm. space yeah we'll probably put that on the discord in the coming week or so what do you know who's interested it, 
Have you noticed any of the one thing I've heard about it? So I told you guys I wasn't particularly interested in it, and that's holds true. But uh, Daniel O'Dwyer kind of sold me on it. He was talking about how there are like these really um, the way he was talking about it sounded like uh, like Sea of Thieves kind of stuff, like emergent sort of gameplay moments. Like he noticed the water was coming in through some weird part of his house, and so he had to move his fire because it just kept getting hit by rain. And like that's what games like these are built on. But the physics in this seem particularly interesting in the way they interact with the world. But like the, yeah. the sort of stuff you're describing morgan is like that's why i played seven days to die for a long time yes and that's that's true and i'm not super familiar with it but it just sounded like there was a lot of that stuff maybe going on and maybe that was why it was sort of but like compared to other stuff i don't know i'm just saying it sounded like there was a lot going on there emergent gameplay wise yeah they have like systems that interact with each other fairly well um like i was playing this on stream the other day and um most of my time was wasted trying to tame a pig that I still don't know what the hell that does. <laughs> like, I tamed him, and it does nothing. Like, like You have a I, pig companion. I, yeah, I can go pet the pig, and it says the pig loves me. And that's it so far? Okay, but, but yeah, why, that's but is that not reward enough for you? But, like, that's all it does, and it took hours for me to figure out how to tame this pig <laughs> with me screwing around. Well, he, here's, um, here's what the difference is. Now that you've tamed the pig, when you slaughter it, it'll briefly feel and understand a sense of betrayal. Mm. Mm. I love the team of good hog. <laughs> but, but like there, anyway, that, that was most of my time. But in my other time, I was going around trying to like chop down trees and whatnot and kind of accomplish a few other things along the way. And I accidentally aggroed a troll, which are huge in this game uh -huh. and ex much stronger than you. And you can, trick them into mining for you or chopping down trees because they're so big that they'll like they'll swing entire trees at you for an attack and so you can like go stand on top of like an ore deposit if you don't have the like tools to mine shit. it and <laughs> yeah, it'll like funny. hit it and then you can like dodge out of the way and you can trick them into doing work for you um that's cool which I figured out again by accident because I was trying to do that and he was like knocking down trees and kind of opened like, up the oh, next shit, the, the next set of uh of um like recipes for me to make by knocking down a tree. I didn't have an axe strong enough to cut down yet. Um, well, that's neat. Yeah, so like yeah, it seems like there neat. are really interesting ways you can kind of work the system to do interesting things. Cool. Well, that seems intriguing, at least nothing else. Is there fishing, Josh? It's really important to me that there's fishing. I don't know yet. There's an awful lot of water. You'd think there would be, but I've not found a fishing rod. That doesn't mean there isn't, but also it's an early access, and they've they've already talked about adding whole new biomes and stuff. So, like, I'm... If fishing's not there, it'll probably come. Yeah, it'll probably oh. be there if it's not there yet. But again, like, I feel like I've not discovered a lot yet. So it could be there now, and I just don't know. But even yeah, if it's, it's not, early. there's a good chance it shows up at some point. Still early on, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I'm excited to check that out. Um, is there? Uh, that's a big one. Valheim is a game. Oh, a lot of I just looked it up for you out of curiosity. Valheim does have fishing. It does right. have fishing. I've just not found it yet. The first, the, the first thing that came up was a YouTube video that was Valheim fishing rod location and how to fish. There you go. <laughs> That's the first thing I'll yeah, do. Yeah, I just figured out how to brew beer, uh, and then I'll which was higher on my priority list. But 
Yeah, that uh, would. You need been, that I, to fish. How else are you going you to fish? Join the game. There'll be nowhere for you to sleep, Morgan. But uh, Josh and I will have built a brewery on our server. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that as soon as you funny. log in, we are standing there and we offer you a mug. But there's no Sad- bed for you. Sadly, mm-hmm. if I'm, you gotta if figure I, that uh, out yourself. Well, if you guys make a server, I can still check it out. But sadly, I'm using Josh. I would have to use Josh's Steam account to play, which. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm not using his account. It's my account, but I'm using his game, so I can't play with him unless I were to buy it. So, but yeah. it's a it's good game because I just want to try it out, see what it's like. You know, I don't want to commit too much to it. <laughs> yeah, twenty dollars wasn't an asking price. Anytime something becomes a phenomenon game, you get kind of curious about seeing what's going on under the hood. You know? Yeah. <sighs> cool. You can't live without that extra large pizza. No, no, you can't. You Sounds like not. I was being facetious, but no, no. Like at it's this point, money. at he this meant, point in our in our capitalist hellscape, that was completely unsarcastic. Do you before we move into another game or whatever it is we're going to do? Do you mind if I briefly make history here? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm do curious a, about the, this is the a, zero a version of that one of a Mountain Dew uh, Major Melon Zero. Let's let's get in here. Let's get. Where's that. the general Mountain time? They have major Mountain Dew. Or I mean, he's not proven himself huh. to be ready for that at this point. What if so, you hate watermelons? I'm not big on watermelon, and this is undeniably watermelony. Yeah, but I'm kind of into it. You know, it's Does, not. It has it's, that pop. Does it's it have not, that pop of Mountain Dew. That that sizzle. Well, it's it's not watermelon. It's it's watermelon flavor, sort of like it's yeah. not grape; it's grape flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've not tried what, the zero real watermelon version. is a very mild flavor. What, what, so when wa- I say yeah. I'm not big on watermelon, I, I mean watermelon flavor. Like, mm. oh yeah, like watermelon is watermelon. It's refreshing. Yeah, yeah this um, is very much like Jolly Rancher watermelon, but like in yes. a soda form. It's got a little less bite than you would you would think, I guess. Like, it's less acidic. It seemed like to me. Mm-hmm. It's more mellow. Which is, I think, what makes it work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not major mellow. So. But you know, this is uh, major mellow yellow. N- the camouflage is pretty good on the can. You know, not since um, I've seen a four loco uh, designed to hide in many of Earth's <laughs> uh, yellow and orange jungles. Uh huh. <laughs> neon pink jungles of Earth. Exactly. Uh, they say there's a greater can design. I'm gonna give major mellow a, a thumbs up. A th- not the best Mountain Dew uh, subset, but a, a good, a decent one. It's better than an awful lot of the other flavors. Would you buy it full price or would you buy it on sale? I did buy it full price. I bought a 12-pack. Would you buy it again? Would you do it again? Uh, That's a no. Hesitation is Not a no. over a normal Mountain Dew. But... That's what I thought. But over most of the other flavors, yes. Mm-hmm. Look, Code Red is an underappreciated Mountain Dew flavor. I just want to say is that. It? It's been around for years and it's always sucked. <laughs> How could you? How could you, Josh? It's you better know, than the a true underrated flavor is pitch black. Mm-hmm. It's better than a voltage. Voltage is yeah. Yes. Voltage is a shitstorm. It's Whoa. much better than a voltage. I did. I was hot on whiteout for a while, but I don't know if you can buy that anymore. Um, it's it's no Baja Blast. <laughs> oh God, Baja Blast. Ugh. That. Baja Blast is literally the only Mountain Dew that could make Taco Bell taste good by comparison. Wait, 
Is there a diet Baja Blast? Because that might be down. I'm sure there is. There is. Oh, yes, there is. all right. Now you're. Now I want to try that. Because yeah. I don't. I don't like the non-diet ones. They're too syrupy for me. Ooh. We'll stop <laughs> Any, putting syrup in them. Yeah. Anyways, um. Like I said, we have some really big polls to get to before Shay leaves, but like, if you guys want to fly through any stuff you've been playing, I don't really have anything new or noteworthy I, worth discussing. Yeah, I, I don't have anything worth talking about. It has been a crazy uh, week in New York weather-wise combined with work, so I basically oh, come home from here. work, uh, blow snow, and make dinner and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple, but I was saving nuts for whenever Shay gets to it because that's, that's sort of a... Uh, um, you're playing as a field researcher, and he's got experience with that. So I thought it'd be more fun to talk about that with Shay when he gets to it. Um, Plus, I want to save my energy for next yeah. week because I'll have a Persona game to talk about. Mm. Oh, is it Strikers? Yeah, I had planned. Yes, it's Strikers. <laughs> I was planning on playing Nuts, but uh, I was editing like three Chomping After Darks this week because we. Uh, Busy guy. A little behind this. Yeah. Busy I was, man. I was yeah. busy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need something really mindless to where I don't have to focus on like narrative or learning something new. And we had been talking about Hades a lot recently. And I was like, I do eventually want to unlock all the shit in there. So I had hopped back in this week while I was doing a lot of editing, uh, just playing Hades. And it was nice. It was really nice. I, I managed to clear again. And um, I've been unlocking a bunch of shit. I've gotten some of the companions finally. I've gotten two of them. All right. Been yeah, I've been getting a lot of stuff unlocked. I've been focusing more on like going on runs to basically unlock stuff. And uh, I've found like a lot of different new strategies as a result because I've been unlocking all these different um, these different abilities in the mirror. And then I was upgrading a lot of the what are they called the the mementos what are those called the ones that the characters give you i'm spacing the name basically the items that characters give you after you give them they're basically accessories um, yeah i think we've called them something different every time and i can never remember what they're called in hades it's, it's the real life it's the real life cyclopes uh, from the messenger, where we cannot actually pin the name down we just we just say every other name but the actual name but uh yeah i've 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 been using some of those cuz i'm trying to upgrade them completely and i've yeah. actually found a lot of different strategies instead of like because like morgan had alluded to you know when josh had told me and then i pass it on to morgan the one where it allows you to basically if you're able to upgrade it quickly enough you're able to avoid a lot of damage that was kind of the crutch i had for a while there and i was like you know what i need to start branching out and that's what i've been doing lately and I've been finding a lot of different strategies, and it's been really fun to kind of figure those out for myself. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't play anything this week. Um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of uh, focusing on that, and then my students, uh, as is the as it happens every year, uh, it's coming closer to graduation, so I've been trying to spend more time with them, and I was practicing. Um, I gave a Japanese speech this week to them and so Ooh. i was practicing for that this week as well it was a four-page speech all in japanese and it was a, uh, it was difficult but it was a lot of fun so very proud uh, yeah i haven't gotten to a lot yeah. of thanks I'm, i haven't gotten to a lot of gaming this week um shay you reminded me really quick since you were talking about editing all this content um now is a yes. good time as any to plug 
So if you're listening to this, uh, my top 10 list of the year should finally be up on the website. And maybe Josh's is too. Yeah. And if Josh's isn't, then I encourage everyone to get in the Discord and yell at Josh until he gets me a draft. <laughs> oh, damn. I've got an email draft sent to you, but I was still going over it. So okay. it's, yeah, it's yeah. almost there. No rush, because my plan is I don't is know to if it's ha- going to be 10 games, but it'll have a who the fuck knows number no. of games on it. You don't need to rush, because right now my timetable is I will have mine up um, the day before this podcast is out. Um, give that two to three days to breathe and then get yours up. Yeah. And then we can stop thinking about 2020 and persevere forward. Yeah, and repress it for the rest of our goddamn lives. Uh-huh. Hey, 2020 brought me the best gaming <laughs> moment of my life. How could you? Um, uh, all right. Well, let's go to the bathroom, and we'll have 30 minutes to finish up the show I with what still I'm still have one more. I was some... just mentioning nuts oh. because... Oh, um, well, Jesus Christ. I... Mm. Did she? Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus wept. Oh, oh I, never mind. Anyway, um, I mean, I guess two, but one of them is like just briefly mentioning it. Um, mm-hmm. Minute Fundraiser is just a little game that's kind of in the minute world slash engine where you're yeah, just I was curious about that. You're just racing. You're just racing along a little track from left to right, collecting oh. stuff. Um, I like racing. Which, like, the interesting thing about it was that it, um, they weren't taking any money for it. They're they're all everything that's coming in. They were giving to charity, um, which is cool. The other cool thing that I saw about it, and I've not seen this on another Steam release. It may be there somewhere, but I've not seen one with it. Is that it had different price points, like uh, in a lot of games, like on on other platforms, you can just pick how much you want to pay, but that's not really an option on Steam. Whereas this one on Steam, you could pay three, ten, or twenty dollars for it, since the proceeds were going to charity, and it just had like different buttons to click. Do you want to buy this for for this much, for this much, or for this much? Which I thought was a really cool way to do that if they're gonna. That's very cool. You know, that's like humble, humble waste... bundle type stuff. Yeah, exactly. I thought I've not seen that on Steam before, and it's, yeah. I kind of wanted to point that out because I thought it was a cool way to uh to to implement that on Steam, since you can't really pick your price. Um, yeah. Per se. It's a fun little, like, arcade, like, really old school racing game. You know. I like racing. But it's in the minute universe, that RPG where you played for one minute? Is that what you're saying? Yes. And, like, as you start off, I think you've got, like, 20 seconds to race. And then you die. Um, Minute minute fun racers? Yeah, and you can eventually unlock upgrades that will allow you to like get extra time whenever you pick up a coin or something as you go. And so it's it's kind of got the same sort of conceit but like trying to get you to eventually I've not finished a race yet. Um you you can finish the race uh ostensibly finishing this by fight. by like, you know, either being good at the game or not unlocking enough upgrades. Um how yeah, it's sp- interesting. How- it's it it, it looks like a really fun I'm little certain- thing. Oh, minute it. M I N I T. It's yeah. Minute fundraiser. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, weirdly enough, that sounds kind of interesting. To yeah, me. it's a it's a fun little game, and like if you're tight on money, the like you can grab it for a lower price. I think you can just pay whatever you want on some of the other uh-huh. platforms other than Steam. If you need an even lower price than that, um. But yeah, just anyway, 
it was, it was cool. Fun little game. I really like minutes. So just kind of getting back into that world, even just kind of using some of that humor to, you know, do a different sort of game it was neat. Yeah. Um, a very weird spinoff. It's like, you just know that people that made that game or somebody on the team loves racing games and they were just wanting yeah, something. Yeah. Like, let's shit. make this weird thing and kind of make it a, make it a charity thing. It's really cool. Um, so, so that was fun. Um, it's I got also game played... jam written all over it. Exactly. Exactly. It's that sort of a feeling to it. Like we, we, we decided to use these ridiculous mechanics that we had for our first game and make something silly with it. Totally, yeah. Um, but then uh, the other thing I've been playing is The Room 4, which has oh, been hi. really fun. What um, happened to The Room 1, 2, and 3? I don't remember. The, uh, was that a thing for you? You played uh, all those? Yeah. The first yeah, one was a box room... office smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and The Room is sort of a hidden item slash puzzle games they're they're almost their own genre they're they're almost like escape rooms if i had to like put it on <laughs> rich i always <laughs> i always had an Andy, my framed <laughs> photo of tommy wiseau on my desk yeah. <laughs> um uh, your obsession with that him is uh, it's like I, me and Neil Druckmann. It's a little 20, 2020 was my first uh, year in a long time that I didn't go to see a midnight mm. showing of the room. Yeah. Um. But anyway, four is still on the same line of that. Um, like they're very much just escape rooms as a game with like, um, kind of the world of those games is built around like this kind of, um sort of steampunk uh, old god magic style like contraptions mist? yeah like sort weird? of like mist but like more more explicitly steampunk than mist was mist was like kind of its own universe that was like obviously inspired by it but like kind of had its own thing going on um yeah. where this is more like all the magic just... is big be- is because of like these old gods and some mysterious element that they're discovering in Victorian times. Um, I was just looking sort of at the setting. pictures and they just reminded me of sort of like a little more outlandish kind of. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's very much in the same way. A lot of the puzzles are based around figuring out how this weird machine works, like, or this contraption or something. Um, and also because it's like I was saying, uh, escape room esque kind of almost in the hidden object genre uh a lot of the things will be like hidden with like you know false bottoms and drawers and like secret latches on the like on the side of like a desk or something um like it's it's really fun it's really fun um it's it's it kind of reminds me of there was this um this is actually to Compared to what you're talking about here, there's this, there's this Resident Evil 7 DLC, Josh, where they just put you in like this one room. That one is great. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it was like Resident Evil weirdness, you know, like put the dog head on. It was all that weird stuff, but like you were just in a room and there was like someone that would come in to like feed the, you. And... Yeah, the, the other conceit in that, yeah, was like when that character would come in to check on you, which was the mother of the, the Baker family from RE7, like part of it was you had to like kind of get everything back. And not make it look like you've been like rooting through shit while she was. Or gone. she would figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, cool. that it was cool. You would actually have liked that, Josh. Even though I don't yeah, like no, that sounds well. completely up my alley. Um, but like I've I've loved the Room series, um, since the first one, and it's 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 very much more of the same. It does a few things that are, um, make make the whole thing kind of feel more cohesive in four, where, um. 
three three did a weird thing where you're like trying to escape from a place and it felt pretty cohesive uh which was really cool like okay i, I got captured by this one guy and i've, I've got to figure out how to get out with with all this other stuff but it also put in like different endings if, depending on a bunch of optional puzzles you solved which felt really awkward um and this kind of takes that away and you are essentially um you're in an attic with a dollhouse that is of the house you're in and you can like nothing creepy about that go into the dollhouse because one of the conceits of this game is that you've got like this uh like eyepiece that'll let you see hidden knowledge which is kind of that old god type thread that i was kind of talking about earlier um and you can use that to go into the dollhouse to like look into it and um be able to interact with stuff inside it um it's 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 got a lot of like nested puzzles like okay like i, I want to change this in the thing like but in the smaller world it's it's really interesting i think they did a good job with it um yeah, it's it's more of the same. So if it's like if you've played one of them so far and it's not your thing, I don't think they're gonna change that idea in any way. But if you liked it, it's it's more the room, and I personally think that's a great thing. So yeah, for sure, awesome. Well, that's cool. Um, neat. Well, that's a good rundown. Um, we'll take a two minute break and we'll have uh, 20 minutes which is perfect amount of time to smash these polls before uh, Shay has to go so we'll see you on the flip Excellent. side and a poll let me smash and we have a poll uh, a Patreon poll we're gonna run you through know- so see you then what is up Chomp Nation this is Morgan here also known as General Mountain Time and look I want to tell you today about our Patreon that's right Chomp Nation is growing every day, and if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chompcast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there, you can support us. And for just a couple bucks, you can help keep us alive. And honestly, our patrons have basically become family. And I want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us. And if you don't, that's fine too. We're just happy that you download and check out the podcast. Um, our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars five bucks you get access to early spoiler casts that's right chopping after dark you get those several weeks early you get access to our top secret vip instagram page that's right on the podcast you might hear me say hey do you want to be a vip member of the chomp cast and you say i sure do i sure do well guess what boom that five dollar tier makes you a vip member you get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out. And if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you.
Uh, let's see here. Okay, so these are actually some like surprisingly big news kind of breaking polls things I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, while Josh is going to the bathroom, so he will not give any thoughts. Okay. Uh, but he, he's not seen Mandalorian, so let's start there. Um, Cara Doom basically got in trouble on social media for... Do you know the specifics of this, Rich? Because yes, I, I do. And she's okay. a terrible person. Can you tell me why? She essentially compared um, the plight of Republicans in the current political climate to the plight of Jews during the Holocaust. Interesting. Okay, so she compared the... When you say plight of Republicans, what are you referring to? She basically said being a Republican in America right now is like being a Jew during the Holocaust. Because if you're a Republican in America right now, you are... Clearly, you're part of a genocide. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I See, know you understand her, what I'm saying. She's her, an idiot. No, her, yeah, her comparison is crazy. I'm just wondering, like, what her rationale was. I'm trying to find the the base. There's no rationale because she's an idiot. Um, but yeah, Social I mean, we we, just we could we people. could talk about that all day. All I can say is like, when you say she, shit like that, like I I have no empathy for you, and this isn't like it was a, a, a one-time thing. Like she's said shit in the past that she was basically like taken off press tours for and like warned for like, this didn't come out of the blue. Yeah. A little Cara Dune. Well, that some people, you just wonder why they don't have better managed, like PR managers. Like if you're, if you're, if you're kind if of, she a has loose... a PR manager. I don't think she ran this by him first. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're a well, if you're kind of a loose cannon with your social media, you'd think that you'd have the wherewithal to hire a I better don't PR think person. Think people who think Republicans are being oppressed just like the Jews during the Holocaust understand what PR management is for. Yeah, yeah. Again, like that's just it. She wasn't running her tweets by her by PR. Like she didn't give a shit. Clearly. Well, that seems kind of like a really dumb thing to do. And uh... the one, the one, the one thing that I will say that is even remotely in the defense of that is that I think it's kind of bullshit that she got fired. If you consider the fact that Democrats have been calling some Democrats have been calling Trump literal Hitler the past four years, I don't think those I things mean, are comparable. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I mean, like they both have to deal with the similar the similar subject of um, million like genocide. They both have to deal loosely with genocide and to make that comparison. Yeah. And that as a Democrat and then call for the head of somebody else for saying something, which, yeah, they're both, they're, I think they're both equally abhorrent um, to do that. Cause it's completely insensitive to the millions of um, Jewish people who lost their lives. And if you're going to call for that actress to lose her job, which she did, then how can you in the same breath make a comment about how Trump was quote unquote, literally Hitler? Cause well, I mean, I mean there I, was the I, whole I, I, sterilizing Mexicans and beer hall putsch. I also, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was doing a, more a lot of really sense. shitty things. And I definitely, I definitely don't discredit that at all. Like fuck him and what he and his administration did but he didn't outright try and commit genocide no he and i still think did it's slightly commit he did commit genocide <laughs> like literally by the definitions committed genocide 
and also I, I don't think comparing um, a political leader to a dictator and comparing a uh, the Re a Republican Party to a group that was literally the victims of a genocide, like that's a false equivalency to say that those are the same thing. Well, but like, there was I, I some get, people I that get were the free speech aspect of it, but also no one asked her to take that down. They just told her what was going to happen if she didn't. Like it's and at yeah, no point like, yeah. did she no, I, back I'm down saying... from any of it. I'm not saying what she did was good or bad. Uh, well, no, I am saying it is bad. How about that? Uh, I am saying it is very bad. I'm saying that simply if you look at it as as whatever, whatever, well, specifically a Democrat, and you look at it and you say that basically what she said was very insensitive to the millions of people who lost their lives, which is 100% correct. And then in turn, you call Trump literal Hitler. I also think there's a bit of a double standard there. Well, and we yeah, can agree to disagree on that point. We can hold yeah, on. We can agree to disagree on that point. But, um, and that's fine with me at the end of, at the end of the day. I still think it's fucked up either way that you would call Trump literal Hitler because what Hitler did. And I know it's not a like a dick measuring contest, but what in my mind, as much as I don't like Trump and what him and his policies have brought and his administration has brought along what Hitler did is on a far greater fucking scale. And that, and that isn't to, to downplay I mean, only because of like you guys are talking about the instances. Like he just got away with it for again. Like there are a lot of activist groups. I, never again action. Like the, the political group are Holocaust survivors who were, really against Trump because they'd seen this before in a certain place and knew what it all meant. No doubt. I will. No doubt. Like, can I say there were behaviors real? that were, yeah, yeah, sorry. Let me, f I'll finish my last thing and then I'm done anyways. Uh, th there were certain behaviors and certain actions that he took that were reminiscent of that time and what Hitler did as a dictator. Um, I just still think it's a little bit hypocritical at the end of the day, if you're going to call for that. I still think what she said was incredibly, incredibly ridiculous, short-sighted, and just a blatant fucking lie. But um, I also, you know, I have to call, call it how I see it. If you're going to call for the head of somebody because they make a reference to a political party being akin to being oppressed in that way, which was a horrible mistake of a statement to make. And you're going to in turn call a former political leader, literal Hitler. You might need to check your moral system a little bit. Well, here, here's what I would say. And I would say I'll defend Shay in this way a little bit. And I know I could tell Shay's getting a little perturbed with this because <laughs> he tells people I'm this. not getting perturbed at all. Well, sometimes <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Seems, I'm not getting perturbed at all. Fine, as far as I can tell. Okay. Well, I just I, sometimes when Shay's just like, let me finish. I'm like, oh no, she's getting mad. Um, <laughs> Uh, but and it's maybe because no, I'm not mad. I just, I, it's just, I also realized with my internet connection that you got like because of my lag, I'm sure you guys are trying to jump in immediately, and it seems like you guys are overlapping. So when I say that, it's usually not because I'm angry, it's because I understand that there's an internet lag, and you guys are trying to get your point in 
has nothing to do with me being angry. And and it's a little bit more of a serious topic, which I which I get because you know, but I yeah yeah for sure I would. But I mean, at the end of the day, I I think Shay's point is. What he's saying, like, you know, because Pedro Pascal basically came out and he had to delete his Instagram post at the time, but he had the MAGA hat and he was saying it was defeated just like the southern states in 1865 and the Nazis I mean, in 1945. Um, I mean, and then yes. He had to take it. He had to take it. That, here's the thing. I do it's like think, when the Ewoks made the Stormtrooper helmets and the drums. Mm-hmm. I think... I think Shay is right. It is hypocrisy, but I think that it, the point is that it's hypocrisy for what feels like the right side. It is intentionally I don't, hypocritical. I, it is, I don't think like it's hypocrisy. Yeah, it's not like it's a false equivalency. Those aren't the same thing. They've, it's, they've, Disney has also fired people for making left wing statements. Like this, it's not a false equivalency. Like we pretend it is at this point because Republicans love to bitch and moan. They're they're really also, some snowflakes. Also, let's um, be honest, though, Josh, if Pedro Pascal is the mandal. He is the lead, right? It Cara Dune, we can all live without because she, whenever she's on the screen, we cringe. Down. Hold on, yes, but that the point still stands. How Car- does it stand? Just, no, it oh, doesn't. If you, you can't just delete the Instagram post and pretend like it never happened. We don't live in that world. Well, I mean, no, she that was, was she what was they asked, asked to. her to do, and, and she, she said no. And oh, that's fair, and that's and that even it makes her look worse. And I'm not even saying she necessarily shouldn't be fired, even though I think it's a slippery slope. My point is just that because it. It's easy. Hmm. A slippery Let's put this to way. what? Holding people would, accountable for their actions? Would it have been the same thing if it had been Pedro Pascal? That's what I wonder. Because I think at the end that of the is, day. No, that's that's a legitimate question because. But we'll never know the answer. Exactly. No, like as, as far as whether they'd hold a man accountable, whether they'd hold someone who is much more valuable to their own interests accountable. <laughs> Is yeah, a, that is, is that is a legitimate question because this is yeah. motherfucking Disney and they only give a fuck about money. Like, like yeah, that's honestly, think honestly, that is why this happened. It had nothing to do with the statement. It had to do with, I mean, yeah, half of us on this podcast would have stopped watching that shit if they were like, oh, no, we don't give a fuck if she's a Nazi. Yeah, that's uh, and oh, like also, that's I, that's the point. Yeah. Like the I, money is the point. And yeah, I like it's not happened. So no one's put this to the test, but whether they would have done anything to someone more valuable to them is a that that is an absolutely legitimate direction to take i I also want to be clear on what i was saying was a false equivalency because i think that got misconstrued there i'm saying that like comparison of saying republicans are you know suffering the same plight as the jews during the holocaust and comparing trump to hitler i think saying those statements are the same is a false equivalency because one of those is actually true yeah. No, but what I, yeah, and I'm not saying they're. That's not my point, though, Rich. My point is that they both made extreme statements, um, just sort of on different sides of the coin. And I'm not necessarily saying each of the statements. And are one exactly of those right. sides is a, a well, genocidal I, dictator, and the other side is the victims of a genocide, which is why it's a false equivalency. Um. Anyways, uh, interesting. I would say honestly, this is gonna sound really fucked up, but I'm kind of glad she's gone because she was like the worst actor on that. Show. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm surprised <laughs> she didn't get fired for being terrible at her job before this. My she favorite thing about it. this is all the right wing dipshits who who literally had videos talking about how horrible it was that she was on there, and she's a terrible actor, and this is just SJW yeah. bullshit. And as soon as she gets fired. Oh my god, the left is run amok. Like, can you believe this? They're oppressing 
repressing this poor, well, poor Republican yeah. woman. Well, they didn't realize she was on like, their side. The same goddamn people. Like, but oh come my on. god. That's but that's every human on this earth. It's like you have a stance until you need that stance to, or you have some other ammunition to work yeah, against yeah. your point. You know, that's just that's human beings in a nutshell. Right. She didn't fit their narrative until they until she fit their narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Essentially, now she's their UFC um, fighting savior. I <laughs> I have a really a really quick side topic in regards to this, Morgan. With you bringing up Pedro Pascal, how do you reconcile that he's going to be on the Last of Us TV show as Joel, knowing that he made that recent statement? Like, do you reconcile <laughs> well, that, that's, especially that's... with it being a TV show that you've been talking or uh? A series that you've been talking about has made a lot of progressive moves recently. That was part of your argument for The Last of Us 2. Like, do you reconcile that in your own mind? Like, is that okay that he's going to be the main actor? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, honestly, I don't really. I mean, Joel's supposed to be a piece (laughs) of shit, so it makes sense. Well, um. (laughs) Fair fair point. (laughs) Well, wasn't he saying that the MAGA was defeated and that was a good thing? So I don't. I think so. Yes, but. That's what he was saying. I need saying, to look into so. that because you're bringing this yes. up to me. No, no. The, the statement like, you're talking about is him saying, like, yes, we defeated. Yeah, Pedro Maca. Pascal is but not But this might known. finally let the chuds understand that maybe he's a villain by at least having that one tiny bit of outside oh, context. All, all the people who hate him are now like, now we get you supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> think, they'll finally get it decades what, after the fact. <laughs> yeah, it's because he did talk. a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> For the wrong reason, they'll finally understand it. Yeah. From what I gathered, um, Shay, and by the way, um, 60% of our audience said yes, 40% said no. So it wasn't like right down the middle, but 40 said no, she shouldn't have been fired. That's always a little tricky, but I mean, you're an actress. It's not, it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a privileged kind of job at that point, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. um, but, um, 80% of our audience think that Pedro Pascal is a good choice for Joel. But to answer your question, Shay, I didn't, I, I always, I think that he's on the right side of that. Generally speaking, he's like, you know, been anti-Trump and like, even with, with Cara, he came out and he was just like, he only talked about how she was to work with, which is that she had a very tough exterior, but she was a very sweet person. So he seems mm-hmm. like, uh, like he hasn't said anything publicly. That's made me think less of him. Um, personally. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's probably, Partially a conversation we we can have off air and stuff like that as well, because that gets into like political leanings and stuff like that. I was just curious in general. I try to I do try to separate that stuff. Like honestly, I would have thought Kara yeah. was. An, I mean, if an you didn't, there's like, no way anyone could ever watch a Kubrick film. Yeah, I, I look. I would have thought Kara was an asswipe, but if she hadn't been fired, it wouldn't have like. I'm not the person that calls for people's heads necessarily, unless it you know, generally speaking, um, situationally. But I would just been like, oh, that's that that bitch who said that really yeah. dumbass fucking heinous shit, you know. <laughs> um. Anyways. Whoa, with the, with with the with the bitch words. You know. Well, I think maybe in this case it might be okay. Um, but eighty percent of our audience said that Pedro Pascal is a good choice for Joel. I I love Pedro Pascal. This did seem like a strange choice to me, so I'm curious to see what happens. What'd you guys think? He's a great actor. So I, I, I like it for that reason. I think I think he's got he he's played a lot of characters like Joel on other stuff and done a good job with it. Um to like kind of get that nuance in he, into the character. Yeah, he's just a good actor, so I I'm like I'm excited to see him in almost any role because he, the the dude has range, and I I I can't think of a single thing I've seen him in that I didn't like him in. Like 
Wonder Woman 84 was bad, but that's not his fault. Yeah, I mean, if we're being yeah. honest, we don't really see his face in The Mandalorian, so... <laughs> it's just two shots, two shots, two... Uh, an, an episode each season we saw his face. Yeah. I was gonna make... Uh, I was... I was gonna make a joke since we're kinda coming off the political stuff, but I, I, I can't make it with in good conscience. Like I was gonna do my usual like keep it a straight face kind of thing, but I can't even do that. I was gonna be like, you know, I really hate pa- Pedro Pascal as being cast for this character because uh Joel in the white games is a white person. I literally almost made funny. the same joke, but I knew somebody would take it <laughs> okay, seriously. I'm glad I'm not the only horrible person. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think that I think that there are people out there that feel that way about characters sometimes that, that are not racist, but they're just stuck in there. Like this character's supposed to be this way. Well, yeah, this no, character's like, white. This character, you know, it's exactly like, like people freaked out whenever there was a stage production of Harry Potter that had Hermione played by a black actress. Mm-hmm. Just freaked out about that idea. Yo, bro, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean they're racist. It just means that they're closed-minded. You just need to... Usually, you just need to see the performance. Like, with both of these, I wasn't super hot on either of these choices, but I could watch the show and they could blow me away. You know what I mean? Like, you never really know. I just... Um, you know what it is? I, like, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure the show will be good, but, like, I'm gonna watch it. I, I kind of don't care that much in general because I just don't think it needs to be a show. Because, I mean, like... They already, I, it already I, was a show. I, yeah, I keep finding my brain being like, I've seen this story in what is probably the best way to experience this story. I bet, I bet it's good, and I, I hope I, I find something to enjoy in it. Like, m- my main qualm is like, it, it's not a thing I was asking for, or thought I needed. So they need to really prove to me why I need this thing, if that makes sense. I would, I would say to that, Rich, I feel similarly, even as the biggest Last of Us freak in the whole world. I, I would think you would, but, as someone who feels like, for you, who loves this series, like, unconditionally, like, the, this, the game seems like the superior way to take that in. Like, what are they going to do that's uh, different that sets it apart? My understanding is that even if the show's great, you're just sort of increasing sort of like brand awareness kind of a thing. Maybe they can bring other people into the game who try the TV. They, maybe there's people that yeah. check out the show and they're like, you know what? Then I'll why did they reject game. all my Jack and Daxter scripts? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. it could I, be a good show, but it's like, I don't, I don't need it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I honestly hope they go in a slightly different direction with it in, in several ways. Just like, it, it should stand on yeah. its own legs. Like, for for several reasons, uh, and we, we kind of saw this with, you know, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, it's got to be its own thing for it to not. Because like, otherwise, why do it? Because yeah, because like the original's yeah. still there. I've seen a lot of other media do this recently, where the idea is that they they are adapting it. It's not the same thing. Like it. This is this is a much more accepted understanding it, of how an ab- it, adaptation is going to work like the lord of the rings was drastically different piece. and people freaked yeah. out but they yeah. did an excellent job with it yeah um i think difference in this case will be good the walking the dead yeah. is extremely different from the comics still really good it falls off a cliff at like season three once you realize everyone's always going to make the worst decision possible and it becomes unwatchable yeah. unless you just die hard at that point but like again the characters yeah. are really interesting. They're new. They're doing something interesting with it. Um, 
currently, The Promised Neverland season two seems like they are. It it seems like they're going in a completely different direction than the manga. Like they're they're Which telling some sort of alternate universe story, possibly, with with whatever's going on there. Like it's it. I like the idea of doing something different with an established world. Um, so I'm I am fine with them taking some creative, you know, license, some initiative here to to make it work in a medium that's not games because it's it's not going to be the same. If they tried to do it the same, it would probably be insufferable. And so, you imagine they yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Shay. I was going to say really briefly, because I think we've seen within the past 10 years the level of popularity that The Walking Dead had, and um, I think that with that show actually ending, that we could see something interesting happen with The Last of Us as, as a TV show. They, they have, they've casted some interesting people not necessarily ones that i agree or disagree with just interesting people i won't know if i agree or disagree until i actually watch the show because i really yeah i really didn't like the casting um for the witcher i did not like uh yeah am i spacing his name yes i did not like him um when it was announced that he was going to be Geralt. but when i actually watched the show i was like you know what that works i'm okay with that at the end of the day so I'm looking at the casting and I'm like, eh, but we'll see. We'll see. It may end up working out, but I think that they have at least two good actors in there, both Ellie and Joel, the, those two actors who have been cast as them on paper. They're good uh, actors. Yeah. Bella and Ramsey. I think they have um, a lot six- of potential. Yeah, no, I agree. Sixty percent of our audience said they liked the Bella Ramsey choice, which is a little much, much closer. Bella Ramsey, if you don't remember, she was a minor character in Game of Thrones. I think the interesting thing with that is that they're actually having Ellie be played by someone who's the correct age, which a lot of people freaked out about because no one ever fucking does that. Um, like we we are used to seeing twenty eight year olds play teenagers. Like it's just like that's what happens in most media. Um, yeah, I she's mean, seventeen years old. Way back in, in Shakespearean life. times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so I think a lot of people are freaking out about that idea of like someone who actually looks young. Um, again, like from from what we've seen from her, I think she's got the chops for it. I I think I think it could work. I'm I'm looking forward to see how she handles that character in in any at any rate. So. Um, Shay, do you want to do yeah. the Patreon for pulse before we get out of here? Yes, I do. Um, so I, I realize that we, uh, we, we had not run a poll that I think was probably something that we really need to talk about as a collective for a while now. Um, so I asked our patrons first before I addressed it with you guys, figured that they kind of offer some additional insight. Um, and the, the poll this week was with how much hair that Morgan has lost on the top of his head during the duration of this podcast, should he completely just shave it off and go completely bald? Um, I asked the patrons what they thought. Uh, wow. It's really important where Morgan shave it off. It's time. 
Mm. Or, hey, cut it out. Let the man do his 37 hairs the way he wants to do them. <laughs> and um, the, the, the patrons unanimously voted that, Morgan, it's time to shave it all off. Mm. Um, mm. And a, a, few, a few gave some words of encouragement. Uh, our good buddy Tawny said, just surrender to the baldness. You already have the overcompensating bare chest pics on Instagram. Just commit to it. Um, and Raul. That's fair. Our good buddy Raul. Yeah. He said, there comes a time when you must decide if you are an Uncle Larry or a Jason Statham. Wow. And I would also accept Stanley Tucci. So. I feel like I did uh, shave it bald. I, I showed you guys that picture. Like, my wife, like, literally took the buzzer. You did. Like, all the way off. Like, there was no, <laughs> it could not have gone any low. If she, the only way. She, I know. Okay. It looked good. Looks good, buddy. That's what I'm saying. She should have kept that look. Mm. Well, I mean, it just it grows. Hair grows. And yeah. You have to cut it. Well, it's sort yeah, sort yeah, of its you deal. Gotta, you got to cut it. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I've been worried about this for about the last twenty years because, um, my hair grows really fast, but also falls out really fast. Um, so I'm I probably have got it about to as far like as long as it's actually ever going to get. You taking mm. that biotin? No, I'm not taking anything for it, but like it's it's like one of those things like since I was a teenager, like like I'd take a shower and you'd like, you know, finish it and there's just clumps of hair in the drain. You're like, "Oh, I'm great. I'm going bald at 13. This is that, wonderful." That started when I turned like 25 and I started taking a lot more biotin and like mm. it my I've always had a really good hairline and I still do, and I feel like my hair has gotten sort of that thickness back since I started doing that. Because I I do not want to lose my hair. Mm. But, but anyway, what, what I, I was getting at you know, is like I'm my gonna... hair is always looked. Oh, go ahead, Josh. It seems like it's about to be gone, and it's not really done anything. It's one it's of those things. You, it's like, like faking you out. Kinda. It's like faking me out. It's faked me out since I was a teenager. Like, oh no, you're totally losing all your hair right now. You should you should give up. <laughs> It's hopeless, and then it's not done anything. It's just, just that it, it like it it yeah. grows really fast and then falls out really fast. It's just the way my hair grows. Um, so yeah. Oh, the the other thing I've noticed is that I do have like a pronounced widow's peak, and have always had that. And I cannot go to a fucking like bargain bin barbershop, like a great clips or whatever, because. They'll see my widow's peak and think, oh, no, he's losing his hair. Let's leave him extra hair on the sides of his head where the widow's peak is. And I have to get home and cut my own goddamn hair again after I go there because they leave me two, like, devil's horns sticking up on the corners of my head. Nobody wants that. It like, why? Ridiculous. Like, even if I were losing my hair and conscious about it, why the fuck would you do that and leave it, me with these extra absurd. clumps of hair sticking out there? Like, you guys... Oh, my God. You guys don't even know. Like, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell one funny story and then one serious story and then we can get out of here. Funny story is I've definitely seen this guy on my morning commutes. Um, I haven't seen him anymore because I ride a different train. But he has like he has hair pretty much on the back part of his head, and he pulls it all forward, so it all lays <laughs> like that. And it's one of the weirdest looking things in the world. Yep. Like he pulls it all the hair from behind, and he keeps it long, and he pulls it towards the front of his head, and it looks like. Yep, fingers just laying themselves over. on the top of his head, and it's 
amazing. Got that co- I had a professor <laughs> like that. It was, it was uh, the the comp sci professor in college had yeah all of four hairs on the back of his head that he would. I don't know how the fuck he did it, but he managed to cover his whole head with those three hairs. Just you know, look, look like a fucking do, top ramen. Like, by the time you thing- swerve <laughs> that thing around there to cover the whole damn thing, I, but I, it's impressive I hesi- in a way. Like when I was when I was much younger, I judged people a lot more harshly for that kind of stuff. But as I've gotten older, I realize that like, look, we're all just doing our best. And the the serious thing I wanted to to talk about yeah, is because Rich had mentioned biotin. <laughs> um, thanks. Uh, I've, I've very slowly, like my hair has been thinning out over the past few years, um, probably the past five years. And the thing that I've been doing is of course I take a finasteride, which, uh, this is not an advertisement for any kind of like, uh, unless someone wants to, you know, throw us some ad revenue, we'll do it. We'll do an ad. Yeah, dude. I, 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 you know, like I use that shit and I've been using it for years and of course, my hair has still slowly been thinning out over time, but it I've I've had periods where I stopped using it just because it is an expensive drug to use. It is an expensive medicine, and I have a few weeks, and my hair falling out goes much quicker when I'm not on it. So that's helped me a lot, and I understand people are there are certain people that are nervous about it because um, for some people it it affects. Um, basically your sex drive for some people Um, that can affect that i'm gonna tell you right now hasn't affected me at all (laughs) in that department nothing affects this man's sex drive (laughs) well look in a drug on the planet gonna fix this dick around these parts for nothing mr finger Think, <laughs> All right. think of it this way. But, um, <laughs> that, that, that might affect you wanting to fuck me not having hair might affect people wanting to fuck me so you know it's always we, a we trade-off <laughs> Exactly. That's a good point. I, you yeah, know, actually, Rich <laughs> talked about okay. using bio, biotin, and I, I did a research. I've done a lot of research on this because obviously I'm very vain uh, <laughs> when it comes to my hair. Like I'm more than willing to admit that. That's one of the things I'm ex- incredibly vain about. Mm. Oh, same here. And and uh, bi- biotin, I was taking it for a while. It didn't really do much for me. It actually, strength. Like the thing is, it, it will strengthen your nails for sure. Um, there's, there is a. Uh, not conclusive evidence that it does improve hair growth or stability or anything like that. But for some people, they have found that it works for them, whether or not it's the placebo effect or it genuinely works. Um, you know, that there's no conclusive data out there for that as of right now. It may, but it may not. So, like, if you're the type of person who's out there that um, is trying to hold on to every last follicle, I mean... yeah. Biotin's the cheap way because biotin's pretty cheap. It's just like a, it's a mineral. Um, yeah. it's one, and you can it's never shut up about that or CrossFit or cor- or kombucha. I, look, I don't fucking care a- if it's the placebo effect. It's giving me peace of mind and making me feel better. Mm. So I'm going to keep fucking taking it. Yeah. Right. No, 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 please. I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from taking it. I'm saying that like, that's the cheaper option. Um, the more expensive option, like if you're that, that word like basically all you're going to be able to do is uh finasteride or i can't remember there's a stronger one now it's called my i can't myadroxyl or something <laughs> like that um uh. and then and then rogaine 
for the crown of your head. Like Rogaine doesn't work anywhere except the crown of your head. Um, it will not like fix widow's speak or anything like that, mm. unfortunately. Oh, but, also, yeah, you this, can bathe in like, a lot of your. It's your weird enemies. that we're talking about this because it's something that I I research pretty frequently because um, I'm obviously very concerned about my hair and it's. I mean, it's getting worse and worse, of course. And there's going to come a point where I'm going to start having to shave it. I'm going to start having to shave it. Mm. Look, I will say this. Okay, I, in the honestly, show very... go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, you go. You, you go ahead. I'm. I was going to end the show on a positive note, so you need mm. to go first. Okay, all right. I, I'm I'm so glad that I don't envy either of you for this because, like, again, I assumed I was going to be bald by 18, just genetics, because, like, it you know goes from your mother's father, generally, that he'd been bald my entire life. Like, oh, so that's my future. Like, yeah. Just, just expected it to happen, and it's not happened yet. Honest, but granted... I've not ga- got. You're I've lucky, not man. gotten to the age he was, at which I was making this presumption. But just assuming you will be bald as a twelve-year-old kind of kind of solves a lot of these problems. Um, yeah, it gives you a little bit more perspective. Yeah, or like an acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm and like, I okay, think... I'm just, I'm just, whatever. Like, whatever it looks like, it looks like. Um, I'm just looking at old pictures of myself. I'm like, this little tyke's got a great head of hair. I can't let him down. Yeah. I think that's Sp- part of yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of one why I wanted to end sort of on a positive note is like the one thing I've noticed being just as anal about my hair as you guys and everyone else is out there in the world and all of our self conscious issues we have is like there's always and and trying to throw myself out there a lot more and being comfortable on social media is that there's always people that like and dislike. You're never gonna please yeah. everyone. At the end of the day, you just have to be confident in whatever you're putting out there. So if you lose your hair, Shay, you just rock it with confidence and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, my, my hair has my hair has gone downhill over the past few years, but like I, I'll still have students being like, your hair looks great today. I'm like, dude, fucking thank you so much. You don't know how much this means to me right now. Like I'm, I'm going to carry this yeah. with me for a week. That, that little compliment is going to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Like I, I, we <laughs> exactly. were talking about what we'd say to our past selves. Like I, I mentioned, stop trying to part your hair there. It doesn't fucking part there. Like that's, that, that that's this, like, that's like, like kind of writ large is yeah. like, you'll, you're going to look like what you look like. Stop trying to fight it and just mm-hmm. figure no. out how to make it work for you. I'm going to kill oh, just God. Just get fucking plastic surgery. <laughs> it's that JRPG in you, Rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to kill God. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> killing God, um, let's get out of here. I want to thank uh, Josh for being here from Michigan, Rich from New York, Shay from Japan, and I'm here in Montana. And we'll be back with a bunch of crazy shit to talk about next week. See you then.